Hello and welcome to Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Today is Thursday, 8th of Second Seed. Our show is sponsored in part by tweakedaudio.com. Quality headphones and 30% off with our code off the record at tweakedaudio.com. And by Audible. Download your free audiobook today at audibletrial.com slash questgamingnetwork. Find us at elderscrollsofftherecord.com. Follow us at facebook.com slash elderscrollsofftherecord. Tweet us at elderscrollsotr. And remember to watch this episode live every week, Thursdays at 7 p.m. at twitch.tv slash questgamingnetwork. If you miss it, it's on youtube.com slash questgamingnetwork. Welcome, everybody. This week, we have... Matt Fires State of the Game Address, Craglorn Gets Interactive, and finally, Soon has arrived, and we have news on the console release. This week in game, we have a lot of level 50 talk, and we also have an Elder Scroll with the Morag Tong. Plus, my guild corner, patch notes, and your emails. That's right, this is Dave Deanforce Adams, right here for the Elder Scrolls Off the Record. I'm replacing Ivarwin this week, who uh, we've kind of kicked off the show. We'll explain about that in just a minute. But I do want to give my intros to my wonderful guests, the wonderful, beautiful, raven-haired goddess himself, Louis Olan. Thank you, Dave. Hello, <laughs> chat room and Twitch. You too. What is going on? Yeah, Raven haired, huh? Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call you Triss Marigold from now on. <laughs> Triss Marigold. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Replacing me because he's the only person who can slightly measure up. That's right. We're both about five foot four. Morikyu of Tamriel. Hey, up my ducks, you're back with me, Morikyu, here on Elder Scrolls Off The Record. And today is Turdos, 8th of Second Seed, you noob. I, I have no idea what you just said. Moving on, we have, rounding out the wonderful group, Shank Tank. Yo, peeps. Um, interesting news today, and of course I'm pretty sure it's because, the only reason that we had crazy news is because we're all back now. Um, that's the only thing that logically makes sense, so... That's how they usually do it. They line up insane news, like, right before our show every week. Yep. So, yeah, got a pretty sweet uh, show for you guys. Yeah. It's, it's gonna be an interesting one. But first, before we get into the show, we have something quick to mention. Uh, first up, I want to welcome everyone back! QGN week was a great break for all of us in the staff of QGN. And we want to thank all of our listeners for understanding that <clears throat> even people who only complain once a week need a break, too. Okay, we complain a lot more than once a week. But it's, we do. We need a break. We need a break every now and again. So thank you, all of our wonderful listeners, uh, for, for giving us our QGN week. Avarwin, though, has been given an extra week of rest just to help ease his strain. Uh, we do want to thank you for all that you do in the network of Arwen. So we are uh, we, we are offering in tribute this episode of ESOTR to of Arwen. Um, Dave, Dave, just let me just hold on a minute, Shank. Let let's say it how it is. If Arwen has put himself on disciplinary. 
and well, uh, is awaiting trial. We 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 weren't going to say that. Um, uh, it says it in the show notes. Why you didn't have to say it? Oh right, I don't read everything. Okay, don't read everything when it's checked oh. out and oh, whatever. Anyway, Varwin sucks. Moving on. <laughs> if anybody sees him, actually, because I haven't seen him, uh, tell him that he left his leopard skin thong on my couch. Just, you know. Yet. We'll get into that later as well. We, will. we really won't. Uh, moving on. First up, I do, we don't have the soundboard this week, so Maury is going to do the intro into our discussions. Maury! <laughs> that was horrible. All right. Lou! <laughs> right. If you could take us into our first bullet point, Matt Fires may update in the state of the game address. Yes, folks, as Dave just mentioned, we're going to be covering, uh, going over some highlights from the state of the game address for this, you know, for May 2014 from Matt Fire. And actually, we're going to go also reference an article. Oh, well, this is actually written by uh, Joe Bradford. Yeah, uh, this is actually I stole from, from Bradford. I messaged him. <laughs> I texted him. I told him uh, I'm plagiarizing all your work, and uh, he was okay with it. So, uh, yes, this is actually our, our wonderful Joseph Bradford, our our writing uh, head of our writing staff for QGN, wrote this up. Uh, this is his annotated version of Matt Fire's State of the Game address. Hey, without much further ado, here we go. May is here, and with May comes one month of the Elder Scrolls Online. Matt Fire. Game director for Zenimax Online Studios posted another letter to the ESO website. Now, folks, as you can see, if you're actually watching on Twitch, Shank is posting the, the article itself in Bradford. But to continue on, as with last month's letter, Matt addressed some issues with the game the team is currently working on, as well as gave us a sneak peek into what's coming for the MMO. One of the largest problems, threatening Tamriel is not in fact Moloch Ball but the continued existence of gold farmers or bots. Leif Johnson of IGN posted a wonderful article detailing just how large this problem truly has become. ZeniMax is tackling this issue head-on, but as Matt, Matt states, the nature of this problem has prevented the team from fixing legitimate bugs to improve the quality of the game. And I quote, The scope of the black market activity accounts for up to 85% of customer service emails slash calls. Because of this huge influx of contact relating to this one issue, our CS team has been slower to react to other problems than planned. Our sincere apologies if you have been held up for a long period of time waiting for CS to respond to you. Again, our goal is to keep this activity away from you so you don't have to contact customer service in the first place. End quote. Matt also goes on to detail some of the current testing happening on ESO's Play Test Server, or the PTS as players on there are currently getting their first taste of the upcoming Adventure Zone, Craglorn. The testing has been ongoing for the past week or so, and while there is no date set yet for its live release, Matt assured us we will know as soon as the information is made available. Noted among the content being added to the game in Update 1 is the inclusion of underdog bonuses in Cyrodiil. This would give a faction with a low population a bonus to alliance point and experience gain in a campaign where your faction is less populated. A nice touch, and a way to start giving players an incentive to go to Cyrodiil, even if their alliance is outmatched in numbers. Matt also tackled head-on the bad response to the game through the major reviews on the web. 
and I quote, As those who follow ESO closely know, a wide range of reviews have been posted for the game, with scores ranging from 90s to 50s. Yellow Scrolls Online generates strong emotions as gamers, both positive and negative. While I obviously don't agree with the more negative articles, the reviews are out there and we read them to determine if they are legitimate complaints that we should address. End quote. He goes on to state that the game developers will, in the end, add and tweak the game experience based on a player feedback, rather than the opinion on the major sites. He also touched on the new community spotlights, such as showcasing the community's guilds, character builds, screenshots, and more. Some highlights for upcoming editions of the game were showcased. The most prominent were a system that allows group players to see each other, even when they are in different phases on the mega server. Ah, yes! Thank you. Thank you. A justice system justice allows players to steal from and kill NPCs and deal with the consequences. Dun, dun, dun. Two, yes, two new veteran-ranked dungeons, the City of Ash and Crypt of Hearts. The Field of View Slider. <laughs> Spell Crafting. Armor Dying and Tinting. Applause for that one, too. I'll, I'll say that again. I like it so much. Armor Dying and Tinting. <laughs> like you've heard. Mean that Belgian boy with the dog. <laughs> the Dragon Star Arena. Similar to Trials, but for groups of four. Improvements to the crafting system. <clears throat> Get this, folks. The Thieves Guild and the Dark Brotherhood quest lines. Yes! Yes. Guild functionality updates. <laughs> guild updates. Guild store interface updates. Customizable guild insignias. Sweet. Tabards and guild ranks and guild kiosks, which are guild stores open to everyone that are available to the highest bidding guild. Finally, Matt addressed the issues with the game's launch, tackling head-on the many issues and complaints shared in the game's first month. Bots, black market scamming, and that major bank slotting bug affected pretty negatively player experiences. As a thank you to the fans, Zenimax Online is giving each account created for May 1st, uh, May 1st on 8 p.m. Eastern Daytime, five additional days free on top of the 30 days free time included with the box. This is a great gesture by ZeniMax Online Studios and shows their willingness to make fans both happy but willing to come back despite the bugs and issues with the game. Alright guys, so let's cut this apart and look through it in the different sections that were uh, talked about. If, if there's any big parts that we want to talk about, I think we should. <coughs> Up first is they, Matt brought up the issue of gold spammers um i know shank you haven't actually got, been in game yet to to see this but it, it was pretty prominent especially you, when the you, game first started do you mind explaining to i, th I have a i think Absolutely. i might know what it is but is it just people that like gold spammers is that when they just literally just do the same thing over and over just to get gold or well, what they do is they sell gold ah they, their okay. entire purpose is <clears throat> they get a room full of computers, they hire a team of people to go in, kill whatever gets the most gold possible, only playing the game to farm gold. 
So this then, is the this is the spam issue that I think. Then they turn around and, yeah. and spam chat. The chat. Okay. They gotcha. they go up to people by, via mail or via in-game chat, um, unsolicited, and try to sell the gold that they went through and purchased, or went through and made, or went through and did whatever they had to do to get it. The problem is, a lot of this the the way that they gather gold often leads to things such as uh, hacking into accounts, stealing people's account information to liquidate the account and get gold from it. So, wow. Yeah, that was a, a big issue, especially in games bigger games. World of Warcraft had that issue for a long time. I've, I've had my account hacked into in World of Warcraft and had it liquidated before. Hell, hell, getting everything put back together. But the, it happens because people can make a profit. So, unfortunate, but it is what it is. I know that personally I've been in areas where you see yellow text pop up in an area and it'll say, hey, if you see anyone bodying in this area, please contact this game master with the name and they'll be investigated. And, and game masters will go from area to area popping up that message and clearing it out of any bots that they find. And I would imagine, regardless if you're playing this, how I would play, you know, the solo style or the other side of this, uh, you know, when you're heavily playing around with friends or even somewhere in between, I would imagine this would kill any of those experiences or, like, like negatively affect them, this, this issue. Yeah, like, totally destroy it. Because what a lot of them were doing, you would, um, which I think that they are, they're actually changing sauce, is that mm -hmm. you would get maybe ten bots around a dungeon boss and... As soon as it appeared, they'd press one button, 10, you know, con computer control characters would just destroy it, meaning you couldn't get credit for completing that dungeon or anything. And they'd do that all day, just one team of bots, just destroying this one this one um, dungeon boss. And So that prevents you from even getting any loot. Yeah. That that sucks, dude. Well, even, even credit, you know, just credit for the actual dungeon completion, never mind loot. Yeah. Oh, like on your map, you mean? Yeah, particularly yeah, and in and things. particularly in ESO, you'll find, or at least did, uh, b groups of bots were getting together and just farming the in boss of public dungeons. And that's the only way they were making gold. And you had you had people who were just standing on top of it, <clears throat> probably sometimes up to ten, twenty people just standing on top of a boss. Mori, I know you've seen it. Yeah. And, and they just, it was the quickest, easiest way, because sometimes bosses would drop, you know, hundreds of gold, depending on certain bosses in certain areas. Yeah, and I think a lot of it is, um, because each boss drops at least one blue item, and obviously you can sell that, but you can break it down, mm -hmm. and then sell blue the mats. Like if, yeah. You, yeah, if you get a blue, if you get like a blue tempering alley, which is dwarven oil, like you mm -hmm. can charge maybe 500 gold in, in chat for that. Mm -hmm. And so then that that goes into their pool of you know, and if right, they've that's done that, what I mean. it's, yeah. yeah. So if they've done that hundred times, if they got fifty of those, you know, they can make thousands of gold to sell. It's crazy. It's, it it was destroying the game, but I think now they've brought in a timer. The, uh, yeah, that, they actually yeah. have. They're implementing a timer and they're adjusting it to get it just right um, to make it so you can't farm the boss. Meaning that if you kill the boss mm -hmm. and then it respawns and you kill it again, the consecutive times killing it 
will lead you to not have any loot drop from it. That's so they, they are implementing measures <laughs> to try to stop you from, or stop anyone from being able to farm high yield sources of gold. And Monovan in chat's actually saying, and they actually also sell those tempers for money. Yes, they, they really yeah. do. I've gotten messages about people selling tempers. Um, I, I usually get messages from people trying to sell uh, motifs, and honestly, it's tempting. It is tempting. <laughs> motifs, man. I mean, oh they, my god! <laughs> they, I get messages, I get people uh, sending me messages about uh, purchasing the Daedric motif, and man, Zoss... They're they're tugging my heartstrings, man. They're tugging. <laughs> no, from what from what I've heard as well, that they're actually going to start limiting the you know nerfing the actual drop rate of those high end motifs. Oh no! Which, which makes it even you know because I mean that I'm makes veteran, me want it even more. I'm almost veteran rank nine, and I've not seen any. I've not even seen the imperial drop yet. So yeah, I'm like they should every, have every motifs, day I log in, I get a mail like they should have mm-hmm. motifs one through nine should be in the first playthrough. The ones above that should be in the veteran ranks. Yeah. And just have it like that. Because that would make life nice. Damn it, I want a Daedric motif anyway. Moving on, moving on, guys. Do we have anything else to say on this? On the letter in general, or just that one particular thing? Um, Well, anything on this particular thing, because I want to move on. Well, on the gold spammers, like... Mm -hmm. The one thing that makes me kind of happy is the fact that, that if it wasn't in the game... It'd probably mean the game's gonna die. <laughs> so if the you know yeah. if they're thinking it's very profitable, then... well, it is obviously. I mean, they're still yeah. here, <laughs> so uh, that's that's something at least to look forward to with the fact that the game's going. But yeah, people stop buying gold. Stop being douches. If you want rid of the bots, stop buying gold. That will well, never happen. Well, see that that's what I, that's one thing I'd like to hear from them as to what exactly are they doing. To those who are helping perpetuate this in the games, like, what are you doing to those players who were caught using these services? You know, are they getting yeah. a slap on the wrist? You know, a uh, uh, timeout in the corner of the room, or are they they're going to face consequences like other MMOs have done? You know, especially games like uh, I know it's shut down, but Warhammer Online. The moment you were caught buying using the service of uh, power levelers or gold spammers, gold sellers, your account was was yeah. deactivated, no refund, nothing. Yeah, they should try. You violated trace. the EULA. You violated TOS. Your account was shut down. Yeah, I mean, like, if, if they've banned an account for, like, spamming and stuff, if they've seen that it's sent mail to somebody with, like, 30k gold, like, the, the person that received it should just get, you know, cancelled, and then, you know, then they can go and cry on the forums and, and try and get their account back. But if, if you're going to do that, you don't deserve to be in the game, honestly. I, I can't even imagine how things like this would even destroy the economy because the only thing I could even imagine purchasing gold for is to spend it on upgrading my bag, bank slots. <laughs> or getting a horse. <laughs> Get, or getting a faster horse. But even yeah. that, I mean, that's like... It'll come when it comes. I'm not even worried about it. But that's like the only thing I would aim to spend it on. Anyway, moving on. Re- respecting. respecting. Honestly, stuff that isn't going to... is a gold sink anyway would yeah. be the only thing I would even consider spending gold exactly. in large amounts on. Well, there's one thing in this um, letter, horse mm-hmm. racing. <laughs> okay, can, yeah. Come on, dude. I've got to ha- I'm good for it this time. I'm good for it. Yeah. I, I got your money, man. No, we need to, we need to have a, a bedding parlor for frog racing. We need to bring that back. Anyway, moving on. <clears throat> 
Uh, Matt also goes into detail talking about the uh, ESO's PTS or, or playtest server. Uh, we actually have someone on our on our little venue here who has gone in and played with the PTS. So, Lou, any insights on Craglorn that you'd like to talk about? Uh, just hinting. I don't want to go too far into Craglorn right yet, but okay. anything oh. you, you want to talk about for, for additions? Yeah, uh, just a quick summary of what I've seen so far on, on Craglorn. I didn't go very far into it because when they say it is built for a four-person group, they mean it. I mean, yes, you could go in there and explore and probably start undertaking uh, part of the initial quest that are in the first area you go into. Um, I don't recommend trying to tackle anything in terms of if you're trying to kill stuff because I tried that and I was completely destroyed within two seconds. I love hearing that. I love right. hearing that. That's awesome. I mean, not, well, to caveat that, so yeah, I am a light armor-wearing Sork, okay, and uh, when I was put in there, I was a pretty. They they boosted me up, obviously, for it. But even then, with uh, the stuff I was given to help test the gear, weapons, and so on, and the skill point allocation, attribute allocation, yeah, I, I was. They wiped the floor with me. Mm-hmm. So you obviously are going to need uh, four people to go in there and and try it out with. You know, unless you're probably that high of a rank and, and veteran rank that you could probably take these things on, but uh, for what I was, the right rank I was given, yeah, no. Uh, bring bring friends. You, you need to go in there with a group. That's awesome. And you need, <laughs> you need to start thinking about what you're doing. Oh, that's, that's the beautiful. start of the MMO. That that's... Is, that's when you need people, that's, that's the MMO, and that makes me really happy as an MMO player. Yeah. Like, finally. Like, that, vet, that scratches my PvE. Yeah. That's um, that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, right. this whole um, thing. Oh, I'm sorry. I just, no, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. I, I just want to finish out. Yeah, this this part of the adventure zone. Yes, that is group focused content. So, yes, you could probably go. I don't think it'll even allow you in there by yourself. I don't think it does. No. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, bear that in mind. You know, it is group focused content. I mean, the ultimate, the, the the trials. You know, that's twelve person content. So. If you're thinking you go in there, lone wolf, so no, it's not going to happen. It's not built for that. And uh, from what I've seen, I it looks really exciting. Uh, the quest I picked up right off the bat, look, you know, going some detail explaining to how Craglorn is taking place and so on. So you get to see now more of the story of Elder Scrolls Online unfolding in front of you. So that's something to look forward to. I think it's going to be really exciting when it finally comes out live. Now, you didn't get to touch any of the PvP while you were in ESO's uh, PTS, did you? No, no, I didn't have a chance to go in there yet. Okay, well then Got we'll it. skip over that for now. I know that uh, they mentioned the underdog bonuses, and when mm-hmm. that goes live, I, I will like to uh, e- expand on that a little bit more. But for now, let's, uh, unfortunately, let's skip over because we didn't have a chance to play with it. Um, Matt also spoke about, let's see, that's, let's see. All right. Um, actually, let's go ahead and go through this bullet points system here. Uh, it's talking about a system that allows group players to see each other when they're on different phases of the mega server. I know Bradford was like so stoked when he learned that news. I this is that's going to fix the game hands down. That is going to make it so easy to group with friends. No more headache trying to hop into each other's phase. Oh yeah, that's going to be great. 
It's terrible. My question is, so that means if, like, Dave and I are grouped or whatever, but mm-hmm. we're on different parts of a, the same quest, because that, I'm in a that's, different... That's different. No? Okay, maybe um, I have no idea what this means then. It, it could mean that, but the simplest way to put it is... I'm in one instance of yep. the world, you're yep. in another instance of the world, be it for a million different reasons. Be it that we logged in at different times, we're set on different instances just to make sure that the, the server doesn't overheat, or be it that we're at different parts of this quest, or there's a hundred different reasons. The The point is, is that this is going to make it so if we're in a group, if anything, we can see each other. Although I would imagine that makes life unbelievably easy then. Yeah. Yeah. Before it was follow my chevron. <laughs> yeah. So that's at least that's where it is on the live game right now. And it's hell. It really is hell. When you're trying to help somebody bring in friends, I mean it's an MMO. You want to be with there with your friends. When you're trying to bring in friends who've never played an MMO before, all these uh ESO shank noobs, but I'm I'm kidding. I don't mean that. I actually have some friends who I brought in to, to ESO, and it's their first MMO. You know how much of a hell it was to try to explain phasing to someone who's never touched an MMO before? And try to give a reason why we couldn't see each other even though we were standing on top of each other? It's so confused. <laughs> and you know what? You should be! Because honestly, this is not something that should have happened to begin with. No. This is something that should have been fixed out the gate, and you know what? I'm glad that they're fixing it, but it shouldn't have taken this long. I understand well, that this is a major content update, and it requires a major content patch, but it should have been done. Yeah, this should have been fixed in, in the, on the <clears throat> PTS when you guys were on there at the beginning. And mm-hmm. in the in the betas, you know, that's something we've, we've brought up time and time again, is the phasing. Um, yeah. But we, we were never in the beta. We no, yeah, no, no, we weren't in the beta. Yeah, no, we were in the beta. Anyway, um, but this is this is something that should have been picks, fixed from day one, and honestly, this fix right here is going to alleviate such a headache. Oh, it's going to be wonderful. All right, moving on. The justice system. I know that, that Lou just, like, screamed for joy. I am the law. This is going to allow players to steal from and kill NPCs and deal with the consequences, is, is what it's said here. Um, now, we've actually spoke with devs on this show about a pickpocketing system. Yep, because remember, it wasn't there. It was saying you cannot pickpocket. Right. And we I'm pretty sure we had an entire show about that. Yes, we had an entire show about the pickpocket system and, and reasons why it should be in the game and reasons why it shouldn't be in the game. Honestly, I think it's great that they found a way to include it, and I believe that it's it's going to be done right. Well, well hold on, hold on. I, they didn't necessarily call it pickpocketing. They say steal from. So does that mean you can, like, steal from their stands or their houses or, like, literally yes. include, like, I'm going to pick it's, your pocket now? It is tantamount to the pickpocketing system in that you can steal crap from them, be it stealing out of their pockets or stealing out of their purse. It's the closest you're going to get. Well, that, I mean, that's I'm fine with that. Honestly, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> so I'm 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 glad that they're including it. Um, Me too. 
this is something that's going to be hit or miss for me because I'm probably not going to care. But um, two new veteran rank dungeons, Lou. How hard are veteran rank dungeons? They're pretty bleeping hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're already pretty rough, but that's really cool because you know veteran rank dungeons aren't just a harder difficulty. They actually extend the dungeons. They they yes. flesh out the story of the dungeon even more. So this is exciting news, just because it's more content to the game. It's it's good. Uh, field of view slider. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, Shank has told me on multiple occasions how much he hates field of view sliders. Yes, I have. Um, <laughs> and it it's actually interesting. Hates New England. Yeah, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna name drop here, but uh, I was playing Titanfall with a certain bard of Skyrim, <laughs> and uh, she was telling me she's like, you know what, like I, I can't really I, I feel dizzy uh, because whenever I try and play on my PC, and I explained to her that it's because of the field of view uh, when you're playing in that first person mode, it's because they have a very low field of view, and I you know I said they're gonna be introducing this field of view slider with Craglorn. That'll alleviate some of that. And I know this has been a huge, huge request from many people in the community, myself included, when we were in uh, beta, to include a field of view slider. Because if I can be perfectly blunt, like, that's kind of a given in PC games, you know? I mean, uh, if you're making a PC game, you want a field of view slider. I want to I want to see if y'all can see this. Can you see what this is? Can you see this? Third person mouse wheel. It, it's a mouse wheel. Do you know what that does? Anyone? It scrolls. It scrolls. It lets you zoom out of first person into third person. Or what Which I like the wrong to call way to play Elder Scrolls. field of view. Yeah, it's the yeah. wrong way to play Elder Scrolls. So, you know, they, they included this field of view because the right way to play Elder Scrolls with the first person, this helps with that. And I'm kind of curious to see how much leeway they give. Uh, with the degrees of horizontal field of view, but this is this is welcome, man. I'm really excited about this. This is this is good. This is really good. I hate you, people. All right, <laughs> moving on. Uh, Spellcrafting. Oh my god. Thank top, you. One of the top three reasons why I hated Oblivion. They're bringing it into ESO. Now uh, so we actually we went into this a little bit more in depth. Um, I know Lou and I did. Uh, reading into this, and it's supposedly going to be a, a chain of quests that have you rediscover old spells or some such, which is going to be kind of fun, I suppose, if it's more content, but if it's just another version of, of potion making, but with spells, I'm not going to want to touch this with a 10-foot pole. See, here, here's my thoughts on spell crafting or spell weaving or whatever. I see it as, I mean, they even have it in the term. They say spell crafting. Mm -hmm. You know, you have professions for um, enchanting. You have a profession for alchemy. You have a profession for crafting uh, weapons and armor. Why it it just it stands to reason that you would just naturally extend that to spells. I mean, it's just another system in the game, um, and I personally believe it's just it's just another system of crafting. Now, the the challenge comes into how do you balance the spell crafting so you don't make super super overpowerful stuff? Because given the persistent nature of this game and that it's you know existing in this online world, you don't necessarily want to just give one person or you know groups of people just crazy amounts of power and just have them 
<laughs> disrupt the balance of the game. So th- this ha- I, I very very I'm very happy that this is included, but uh, it needs to be included uh, and implemented intelligently with the right balance in mind. To say, okay, if I'm just playing by myself, how can I make this fun and challenging? But if I'm playing in a group of five people, ten people, or even if you go into you know those uh, adventure zones, twelve people, how can I still maintain that challenge but keep it balanced so that I'm not I'm not just some overpowered dude, you know? So I I'm happy, but for those reasons, if it's not implemented just so, this spellcrafting is going to be the thing that makes me not want to play this game. But, I mean, that's the thing. It's execution-dependent, right? It is very execution-dependent. Hearing this, my mind goes to Oblivion. It makes me not want to play the game. Because I think they're going to just pull in Oblivion's system the same way they pulled in Oblivion's uh, lock-picking. And I don't want to see that. I don't, I don't want to see... I don't think they will. ...some honestly. level 2 character who sits and crafts spells for hours and oh now I can kill anything in the game because I'm level 2 and I have level 50 spellcrafting that yes, breaks I, the game I, I don't think that's going to happen though it's just simply because Oblivion and ESO are totally I mean you have a single player versus a multiplayer when there's multiple like you know hundreds thousands of people whatever playing the game so if they just straight up ganked Oblivion's spellcrafting it that's that's totally not going to work lockpicking I think is different break the game yeah, it would it would definitely break the game. I mean, lockpicking is a totally different story because it's literally you're just focused on it. But something that's as inherent as spellcrafting that literally will touch many different aspects and systems of the game, it really is execution dependent and needs yeah, to be I mean, balanced. In some respect, you know, I kind of feel like spellcrafting is already part of the game with the morph system. I mean, well, the, right with the morph system, it kind of is. So all I can all I can see is spellcrafting is just maybe another line of skills that maybe you have to act. You get XP in by researching old spells. Um, you know, kind of like how the major guild you have to find books, or fighters guild you have to kill Daedra. Maybe there's something else that you have to or collect to gather this XP for spells and it just gives you extra skills not you know not I'm going to make this meteor with ice fire lightning daedra heads things exploding out of my butt cheeks to kill the entire map that would be pretty cool to see it would be pretty cool to see but yeah I mean I'm with you know I am concerned too because of the fact that yeah for an MMO Spellcrafting can be very dangerous and become overpowered, overpowering in very little time. And just like Dave mentioned, yeah, I don't want to see someone who's you know, not even level two sitting at the at a spellcrafting station. That's how it's set up. Remember, it's all conjecture now. Sitting there for days, weeks on end, and now they've got the ability to cast a veteran rank level spell and just destroy everything from one to forty nine. Because they have they have discovered that ability or spell and now are able to use it. Um, also, by the same token, when they said spellcrafting, I'm like, all right, what kind of spells were they holding back to begin with? I mean, I look at the destruction staff line, okay, and you know there are a lot of things on there that I wish <laughs> you know you could see. Um, you know, different spells. Like the different, I'm sorry, it's different schools. Like the alteration school, mm-hmm. okay, Con- school conjuration, 
I'm excited that they may bring in stuff like Summon Sword and things like that. That'd be cool. Exactly. Illusion, you know, and all the other schools of magic that oh, they... Could you imagine a sneak spell? Like, a spell spell for sneaking for things like a Templar. Right. A Templar, yeah. The, you know, grant you the, the silence. Like, the, give you the Nightblade sneak as a Templar. That would be awesome. Right, and you could do it maybe, you know, ten seconds. You know, you, you gain that, that ability. Because mm-hmm. you had that spell. So where it's not I over, could, it's not I could see that. That would be kind of cool. Or for for those who are pure magic users like a sorcerer, it gave me the ability, like my sorcerer, to augment and add even more destructive spells to my arsenal. Okay, because to be honest, yeah, Mage's Fury is great, but me personally, Mage's Fury is woefully underpowered. <laughs> for a hard-hitting, touted hard-hitting spell, that skill line, it, it hits like a wiffle ball bat. Okay, and for those who don't know, a wiffle ball bat is like a kid's toy made out of plastic. I'll tell you, one of my hardest hitting spells on my Nightblade is putting my shield up and blocking. Like, where I hit someone with the shield, the shield block hit thing. Mm-hmm. My bash. That's one of my hardest hitting abilities. It's not even a spell. They really need to do some work on giving us harder hitting spells. But anyway, that's another fight for another time. We don't need to go into that. I'm just angry. Alright, anything else we need to say on spellcrafting before we decide that it doesn't need to be put in the game? Winner, Dark Souls. So. Okay. Alright, uh, <laughs> moving on to armor dying and tinting. I think I speak for everyone when I say, ballin'. Yep. That's right. Okay, yep. moving on. <laughs> uh, Dawnstar, Dragonstar Arena uh, says, similar to Trials, but for groups of four. Um... Now, I personally was a really big raider in Rift. And, that man, that's what I love to do in Rift. I did all the, the large-scale content, but one of my favorite things to do was the 10-man slivers. Mm. They were so much fun. You could just get a yes, group of 10 people together and just run them and, and just plow through them. Little, they're way smaller than your normal dungeon, but damn if they weren't fun. And they didn't, didn't take as much herding sheep mentality when you had a smaller group. You could really get a tight-knit group together to do these uh, trials. Or slivers, as they were in Rift. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think that, me personally, I'm going to love the four-man groups. I mean, they're basically the same as dungeons, but on a higher level. Right, I'm and probably it's the same leaderboard set up as the trials themselves. Twelve man yeah, trials. You're probably looking at a VR twelve kind of four man content, which there isn't that's, actually in the game. That's, that's awesome. Can I, can, I the can I just say something that's the obvious here? Can we just agree that this is just a WoW clone? <laughs> uh, vote kick Shank Tank. No, Shank's hosting. Damn no, it. it's okay. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just re- responding and reflecting some uh, tweets that I received today. But that, that's okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> they said they're going to be Go improving the crafting system, which is always that's, good. That's very nebulous, though. Like, what does that mean? Improvements? That, like, I don't know. I don't understand well, what the that big means. thing. What they're what they're trying to say without coming out and saying it. They're adding a fishing crafting line. They're adding 
damn They're totally time. going in to make... They're going to add a fishing crafting line, fishing dungeons. They're going to be adding a fishing tournament. New New they're going to be adding a fishing um, world <sighs> line. Like, uh, like there's the soul uh, skill line. They're going to be adding a fishing one. <laughs> they're removing all of their crafting systems, only fishing. You know who's going to like that, Dave? Me. <sighs> Now well, see here, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Pop a brisket. <laughs> uh, Basically, oh, what gosh. what it means is, enchanting is incredibly hard to level. Provisioning is, is incredibly hard. easy to level. Mm. You basically get a piece of pork and some dripping, and then you make pie, and that's it. You get to level fifty. Whereas enchanting, you've got to grind. You know, like a stripper trying to pay away. Wow, okay, we're good on that one. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 you know, as Liz mentioned in the chat room, jewelry crafting. I mean, we have it, but there's I no think, way we can build. We can make I think they're going to reserve jewelry crafting for the first official um, expansion. Yeah, that'll be a release. They've got to make yeah, jewelry that's, crafting. That's a big thing. That's something they're going to reserve for something big. Right. Well, by the same token, I also hope when they mean when they say improvements, if you've ever noticed, you gain more XP by destroying objects rather than actually creating them. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That, that's like counterintuitive, dude. Yeah, that's... Yes. yes, it's terrible. You should... And also, I know they also removed the experience gain from uh, making mats from their raw state to their refined forms. Yes. Oh, yeah, they but, didn't do that. That's annoying. Come on, give us a little bit, because it takes some effort. Even if you're going to get the money to buy the mats, give us a little bit of reward. Because you you honestly don't make anything from getting raw mats, gathering, getting the raw mats, breaking the raw mats down into the refined forms, making the item out of the refined form. The only time you get the experience, for the most part, is breaking the item down that you made. And no, even you... then, you get more if you break down someone else's item. Yep. Yes. Uh, <laughs> what? I like the system, but yeah, you you basically get more XP for destruction rather than crafting. Like, I'm a woodworker, I'm level 50. Mm -hmm. I've got probably 20,000 planks, maybe, just like stacked to the 100. <laughs> because all I do is break down stuff I find. I don't have mm -hmm. to actually craft anything. I've made like, maybe I've made like five bows. And they're for other people. I'm like, just got stacks of wood. You just don't do anything with it. It's ridiculous. Maury, you should you should literally just make like a, like twenty or something like bows and just go around to like each person's house, like in the towns, and just drop a bow just like just randomly there, and just like I wish give I could people. Drop. <laughs> just give people. Like... I, could, I mean, I, I could do that. I could set up a market on just in Oregon bows and just like pass out bows. <laughs> All the, all the little, all the little newbies that just started that cold up. I'll just give them a bow with training on, so their XP goes up. But yeah, I've got, yeah, I've got, <laughs> got a hundred and twenty bank bank slots. No, no. See, you, you gotta, you gotta turn this into an entrepreneurial wood. opportunity here, Maury. I've just got so much wood, and now I'm in the veteran. I'm getting night wood. Well, I've got night wood coming out of my. It's ear. part of every MMO that it's gonna release broke. Shank, deal with it. Every MMO release is broke. And here's why. And, and people are going to go, nah, no it doesn't. It does. 
there's no way to know the future. Surprise. So they have to take time and balance it. They have to see what everyone's doing, how the the flow of the the systems are, because for one person it may be easy, but for another person it may be ridiculously hard. Me personally, I can't get provisioning to go up for my life, but that's just me. I know it's just me because you get other people who say, "Oh, I sat down and did provisioning for the first time. I'm level 30." everyone's different so what they did is they looked through everything and they said okay well now we got to make some tweaks they're going to make their tweaks balances so on and so forth on this one uh any final words we need to move on i just really hope zos tweaks my wood <sighs> i'm just gonna i'm just gonna mute maury okay uh- <laughs> All right, uh, we have the next big thing, and this is going to make everybody scream and yell and be excited. Thieves Guild and Dark Brotherhood quest lines. Boo! Leave. Boo, Wendy. Not, I mean, dude, there's... What what can I say that hasn't been said a million times already? We've talked about this nearly every episode since the release of the damn game and honestly we've no 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 since the announcement dude (laughs) yeah we've we've killed this one um but honestly the thieves guild's gonna go great with the justice system we already know that yeah how can they not be in the the same bullet point like it it really uh, it should be yeah like surely if they don't come hand in hand then they broke it there they they really they should come hand in hand Thieves Guild, yeah. you should have to go steal stuff. Deal with the justice system. Dark Brotherhood, go kill somebody. Deal with the justice system. It's It goes perfectly together. I'm excited about it. Like, really, really excited. Like, in tears, excited More about it. More skill lines. More skill lines, what? I want to see new skill lines. I definitely want to see new motifs. Oh my yes. god. Armor, <laughs> weapons, dude. Or at the very least, a crafting, a special crafting station where you can make a, a full set. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, at the very least. Something it, like that. That'd be really cool. Armor yeah. and weapons? Oh. Yeah, yeah, dude. Armor and, and weapons with the Night Mother's Kiss or something. And remember, yeah. too, like, each guild has its own skill line. So, like, this is two totally new skill lines. Yep. Yeah. It is. That, I've, I've, that's confirmed. That was on the, on the uh, Twitter uh, Reddit AMA thing. They, uh, they should they, have definitely have Thieves Guild, should have passives toward uh, less likelihood of getting caught when you steal crap. Even yeah. like speechcraft stuff too. Even yeah. Actually, I guess... The, I'd love for the Thieves Guild to have well, reduced we know, cost. Yeah, I mean, we know that the Majors Guild and Fighters Guild have obviously got the first passive, you know, the Intimidating and the... Um, and the Persuasion. Mm-hmm. Like, what could they possibly find another one of those to bring in? Well, I have no idea. <laughs> they definitely need to have something dealing with making it easier to pick locks. Yes, yes. That's, I would that's love to see one. that coming with the Thieves Guild. I would. Thieves Guild needs that. Maybe like um, a two percent passive where I increase. You know, it or even like two percent. Three time. ranks and each one gives you an extra second. Yeah. Or may, maybe even like uh, you know, if you're sneaking. It uses a lot less stamina, or it's just you can actually, when you're crouched, you can physically move a lot faster when you're a well, thief or something. Well, that, like. we've already kind of got that because you've got the uh, the medium armor, obviously lets you. Mm-hmm. Oh, but then yeah, I suppose you know you, it means you can be viable sneaking as a yeah yeah where are everywhere, um, yeah, okay, I can see that. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about this. 
All right. Any other any other last words on Thieves Guild and Dark Brotherhood that we haven't said a million times before? Other than they were stoked, no. <laughs> All right. Next up, guild functionality updates. As your official guild leader for the ESOTR guilds, let me say, holla frickin' Hallelujah. Praise the eight. Praise, Praise the eight. eight. The guild store interface sucks. They're fixing it. They're customizable <laughs> guild insignias. Ballin'. Tabards, what's up? What is a tabard? It's a thing that you wear that has an insignia on it. Dinner ladies wear them like to serve cape? you the dinner. No, it's like a, an overall jacket with your tie up and serve food. Shank, do you remember the 1950s um, breadboards that people used to wear that had stuff written on them, like a flat piece on the front and a flat piece on the back? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically those, but cloth. You mean sandwich boards? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's nothing like that. Okay, it's, it's exactly it's, like that. It's Moving like on. A, it's a bit like a hobbit. Guild kiosks. This is your your public PVE version of uh, having a, an auction house. Mm. But people are going to bid on who gets to own the auction house and have their guild store put up on it. Ghostbusters say what? Pretty much. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> this is going to be one of those things. Yes, it looks good on paper when in implementation my first ex- expectation is whoever can pay the gold spammer the most gets it. Yep. Yeah, that's I really hope they have more than one kiosk available. I really hope so. They need to have one per town. At least, or, or, or at least allow multiple guilds. I mean, I would much more to have it to where. You know, I would maybe... rather have it where you can put your guild store anywhere. You know, you may have to pay a fee to have it put up anywhere, but it's... I would prefer it to where you didn't have to fight for it. I mean, it should be zone wide. They should just have a zone wide auction house, or at it... least like a guild market where you could, where every you know you can have a guild store there if you want to. But it's you know it's only accessible through. You no, know, the whole point local was. PVEers don't want to PvP. PVEers don't want their trade to be hinging on PvP. So what they're doing, they're putting PvP into the PvE stores. Here, fight over who gets it. Yeah. PvEers don't want that. The point is, is we don't want to have to fight with other people to play the game. Mm -hmm. We want to play it to play the game. So this this is going to suck and nobody's going to want to use it. Moving on. (laughs) <laughs> Shank, what do you got? When you said we just want to play the game, all I could think of was, what do you mean? Now we can finally play the game. you get? The final thing I want to bring up is guild ranks. And uh, I bring this up because there are two viable guild ranks in guilds at the moment. They need help. First off, half the settings for guild ranks don't work. The other reason is, well, there's two. You, well, we have four guild ranks. The first one is used by the guild leader. So you basically have three guild ranks. Oh, well, no, you don't, because you have to have officers in the guild. So you have two guild ranks. So for members, there's two possible guild ranks. So that sucks. 
Dold ranks need to be fixed. There need to be more. It's very simple. All right. Is there anything else we need to talk about on all this? Yeah. Uh, just a couple of things with guild functionality. Um, yeah. I, I personally hate guild functionality currently as it is as it is in game. It's because terrible. is horrible. I flat out say it is horrible. All right. It's doesn't serve any purpose. It's clunky. It's not. Uh, user friendly at all. It's very limited in scope. Okay. Uh, the fact again that they mentioned the permission levels you have to set. Half of them don't even work. Yep. All right. I believe uh, I think uh, Del Corn and I tested it out, mm-hmm. to where uh, he left one of the guilds. He joined up again as a probate member, and I think one of the permissions said initially is that probate members can't speak at all in guild chat. Yet there he was chatting away like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, first of all, when half the guild, when those guild functions like that don't even function to begin with, that's an issue. Um, the other thing that bugs me the most is the activity logs. Not only for the guild, but for the <clears throat> guild bank, store, what have you, because... It, it, it is very is, limited. Yes, it is woefully limited. Uh, it's, again, I'll say again, it's horrible in its current state. Because you literally cannot take much information out of that. Um, the fact that you can't really time date stamp anything with that log is an issue because you can't tell when someone did something in particular. Uh, I, I mean, even on top of that, I mean, it irks me that there's no time date stamp available in chat. Yeah, I actually have add-ons to add time date stamps to everything. I have add-ons to show uh, who, what character someone's playing along with what their uh, at name is. I have, I have all these add-ons to fix things that should have been in the game from the beginning. They finally exactly. made an add-on that lets me right-click invite people to guild from chat. Exactly. And, and, you know, one of the points the point I'm trying to make is little quality of life, things like that, okay, I really care what Zoss has to say about that. That's That should not have happened. You should not have to rely on your modern community to put in the quality of life items. Well, let's be serious. They're used to it. They're used to the, the quality of life things being put in by the community. Yeah, you'd still want those, you know, but you right. modders can come along and make them better, but you right. still want the, the basic functionality of it there for people who don't want to have to mod the game. Exactly. <laughs> Something to me, like adding a time date stamp to general, to chat options in the game itself, that to me that's a no-brainer. I should have had that option to get go. I shouldn't have to go to places like ESO UI, ESO Head to get an add-on from, mod- from a modder to put that basic functionality, or to me it's basic functionality. Never let you know, I've been playing no, Request request one nineteen ninety nine had that option by the way. Okay, and the game that launched two thousand twenty fourteen doesn't. But you're such a MMO casual. I have to go to a third party <laughs> site to get that functionality into a game that I'm playing. You I mean that's ridiculous? Just, yeah, it is ridiculous. it's interesting that we're talking about this, and my my video today could not have been more timely. <laughs> we're talking about all these things that should have been in the game. But again, to me, again, that's just—it's just quality of life improvements. It is, and you know what—the quality of life stuff, the cushy little tiny right. things that really don't take any effort to implement. Those things, while small, make life so much better. Well, it, it directly influences and has a has a very direct effect on your immediate gameplay. It absolutely does. So, I mean, that's that's something that. It's, it's 
I don't think I would. I mean, I'm really hesitant to call them, you know, little quality of life things. Like things like that are huge. Like the most subtle, nuanced things. Well, but they're not game breaking, so they're, they're not, not huge. Right. But they are yeah. quality of life things that we do want. Yeah, yeah. I mean, someone whispers you, right click, add to guild. That's great. What what, what I have to do is play the game. Or someone's whispered me. I have to press G to get to my guild. I have to find the guild I need yeah, to put you it have in. You to stop press... everything you're doing. Then I press E to bring up, then I put the at sign, and then I have to look down at the chat and type the name. Unless they've sent me an in-game mail. Oh my god, don't do that if you want invited to the guild. I, I don't even invite it's, people who throw me it's friend ridiculous. invites. ridiculous. People's got names like Ugga Bugga Big Bear. How am I going to remember that to type that in and invite you? Don't do it, people. It Obviously, me. need to take a screen capture of it, dude. So you have. Record. There are some names that it doesn't matter if you could screen capture it; you're not going to be able to type it in. <laughs> it's got like yeah. crazy characters in it. it good yeah. lord! We have some people in guild. I actually had a, a one time with a PvP group. We had one guy who was like, "Hey, can I get an invite to the group?" I looked at his name. I'm like, "Dude, no." <laughs> like, <you> no. <laughs> like, sorry, but I I can't do that. I, I don't have my my lexicon is broke. I so can't deal with that. Everything is broken and that's perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> should get used to it. What, what was the text I sent you earlier? Uh, from like it? this evening or something? Yeah, from from before the show. I said MMOs are God's gift to man. Be glad you even get to get a broke game. I kill kittens for fun. <laughs> yeah. Because that's me being the the MMO elitist who. No, you shouldn't. If, if things are broke, you should yell about it. And they're fixing it. Which is the good thing. They're fixing it. But you know what? They're not going to know to fix it unless you kick and scream and fight about it. And now's the time. In fact, well, no. They, release was the time. They didn't fix it at release. Now's the time to fix it. Oh, but wait. We've got an infestation of bots. We're going to take six months to do that. In, in the grand scheme of things, I don't care if yeah. the bots are there, if someone buys gold from a bot, it's not going to influence me one way or the other. I don't see right. why that's a big deal. But right-clicking on someone's name will directly affect you You now. can't <laughs> invite people to group from right-clicking people's names. D Dave, how long did you spend in the in the Wailing prison on, on the first day of early access? I spent three and a half hours first day just typing in people's names inviting people. How, how, how much would a right-click have helped you then? I probably would have been three hours, but... It would have been a lot less stress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's yeah. it it's stressful. I mean, you have to stop playing the game to do, go into this system that is convoluted in itself to to do a simple task that should be a right click, you know, achievable. Dave, thing. you know, you know what would help, honestly, if you could just say, connect, invite so and so. All right, we're kicking Shank. I'm sorry, guys. We got to stop being live because he's streaming, and we got to kick him out of the call. Wait, even <laughs> Nintendo has voice app, voice activation oh, on ECS. All right, fit. moving on. <laughs> Just in case you want to hear Shank being crazy, you should go to tweakedaudio.com. Quality earbuds, free worldwide shipping, unbeatable customer service, and lifetime warranty with our code off the record. All one word at checkout. You get 30% off your order all at tweakedaudio.com. That's tweakedaudio.com. Free shipping wherever you are in the world. Free shipping. Free awesome shipping. service. Yeah, this is where you go to the page sank and bring up bring up the, the black classics and 
We mm-hmm. talk about how when you go jogging, and then your cat eats them, and they'll totally send you a new pet. Yeah. And that, so, that usually here's where I show off my uh, ones that are that I have, but Arwen never mentions it. And I try really hard, but he never <laughs> even acts like he sees. Wow. Well, we don't have a cat to destroy stuff here. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's our time to move on! This week, actually, I guess last week, Craglorn! Interactive map has released on the ESO official site on ElderScrollsOnline.com. Their interactive map. They added Craglorn, including where it is located, as well as what is going to be in it. So, Maury, if you could, give us the rundown of what we will expect to see in the interactive map. Says, discover more of the art and lore you'll encounter in ESO's first adventure zone. Oh yeah. Craglone is on its way, and it's bringing more than the 12 player trials and challenging group quests. A new story is unfolding in the region's wastelands. You'll encounter creatures you've never seen uncover lore about the Guardian Celestials, Celestations and Nedic people. And more as you fight your way through the zone. Today we're revealing the Craglorn addition to our interactive map. Where you'll be able to begin your exploration. We hope you'll enjoy the lore tidbits and the new concept art. Do we have it up on screen? Yes, we, we do. do. Yeah, uh, for That's those in, in the chat things. here on twitch.tv or if you're watching on youtube.com slash Network. YouTube.com. We have uh, in the chat, or in the video, you will see Shank farting around with the interactive map. That's actually, there's no better way to describe what I'm doing than just farting around with this map. Mm-hmm. I just love these little things. Just, I love the information they give on this. It's just so cool. It just really adds more flavor to the game. Um, it's uh, it, they're they're pushing that hype train, dude. Yeah, I'm so. Yeah, VR I'm so twelve hype, dude. I'm, re- I'm really glad that they can put this together and they can't give us a right click function. Yeah, I'm really excited <laughs> about them putting their resources well, toward that instead of timestamps. Well, to be fair, all these little symbols on this interactive map, I can't right click on them either, so. That's just that you plagiarizing it, I assume. <laughs> Is plagiarizing maybe the wrong word? I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. Or a, well, a solicitor, actually. But it's a lawyer in America. Like Magnum. No, Magnum wasn't a lawyer. He was a policeman with a mustache. Did you watch Magnum list? All right, it's time for us to move on. Thank you, Maury. I literally don't know what he's talking about. He's just... Magnum P.I. Oh, my God. He had a red car and everything. Nobody watched Magnum P.I. What about um, Don Johnson in that white suit in um, Miami Vice? Didn't he... What did where you live? Miami or something? Yeah, I bet they had air conditioning. My brain hurts, dude. <laughs> Moving on. All right. Uh, Shank, I know you've been waiting for this all day. This is something that um, we actually caught a, a rumor on, on Reddit that said that there was an official announcement that hit the uh, ElderScrollsOnline.com status... Uh, store status fact that spoke about a delay for ESO on consoles. Now, we went through 
and could not I could not verify that this actually happened. I went through catch cached versions of the ESO site. The latest I found did not have this as an update. So we could not verify it until today. We've been we've actually spoke with uh devs asking very previously we asked even Paul Sage himself when we would receive news on consoles and his words were soon so soon has finally come isn't that right shank yeah um i just want to dude like i wish you guys like knew with the behind the scenes like dave and i were texting furiously back and forth trying to get to the bottom of this this morning mm-hmm. so that was that was pretty that was pretty baller furious te- texting it was furious texting furious um so all right <laughs> what i'm gonna do is because this is kind of a big deal um it's pretty important news and I guess good or bad, however you look at it, but I'm, I'm just going to read basically what they have on the site here. Um, and this comes from uh, the elder scrolls online.com. If you look on their homepage, if you scroll down a little bit, they've got something, uh, an update on the consoles. Now this is what they say. They say, we know from the frequent questions we get that many of you are excited about playing ESO on the PS4 and Xbox one. And today we'd like to share an official update on the status of these releases. We've been grateful to our fans for the wonderful response to our recent launch of Elder Scrolls Online for PC and Mac, but we know many of you are eagerly waiting to play the game on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. We continue to work on the console versions of ESO, and game development has been progressing steadily, but we are still working to solve a series of unique problems specific to those platforms. Integrating our systems with each console's manufacturer's networks, which are both different from the PC Mac system as well as different from each other, has been a challenging process. It has become clear that our planned June release of the console versions isn't going to be possible. Though we have made great progress, we have concluded that we'll need about six months to ensure we deliver the experience our fans expect and deserve. We know that the news of an ESO console delay is as disappointing to many of you as it is to us. We want to do what we can to make it up to our fans who want to start playing now, so we've worked out the following arrangement with Sony and Microsoft. Now, listen carefully, guys. Okay? Via a special offer, anyone who purchases and plays the PC Mac version of ESO by the end of June will have the opportunity to transfer their character or characters to either console version when they are released. The offer will allow you to begin playing immediately on the PC Mac and then add the PS4 or Xbox One version and transfer the character or characters you have created and developed. And you don't have to pay full price for the game twice. For 20 bucks, 20 US dollars, eligible PC and Mac players will have the option to add a full digital version of ESO on either PS4 or Xbox One with your character transfers and another 30 days of included game time. Whether you decide to take advantage of this offer or not, we promise to do everything we can to get the game released both cons- on both consoles as quickly as we can. We will keep everyone updated with additional details regarding character transfers, specific offer dates, and when you can expect console beta to start, and, of course, when ESO on consoles will launch. Thank you for your patience and loyal support. And, in addition to this... Uh, 
because I was too lazy and didn't pull this up in time, but now I will um, because we kind of talked about it. Um, there is something that I had a, a Twitter conversation with um, Pete Hines, I should say. Uh, That's at DC Deacon. He's at DC Deacon, yes. The head of PR for uh, Zenimax. Yes, and... This is. I just want to read you guys this conversation, and uh, Dave actually, fortunately, just pasted it in the notes before I got a chance. Uh, but this is good because I had some questions on clarifications, as I'm sure many of you did. So I basically asked them: Will the sub fee transfer to, or will we have to pay twice? What if we pre-ordered the Imperial Edition on consoles? Is this affected? Pete responded with: Subs subscriptions have to be handled completely separately on each console versus PC. So, if you want to play on both, yes, you would need two subs. Which I asked, if I transfer my game, though, will the sub fee transfer too? Meaning, after the transfer, I'm only paying my console sub fee? He responded with, you aren't transferring your game. You'd own the PC. You'd own the console version. You could play one or both. So, again... You're not transferring the game, which was my misunderstanding. You're transferring your character or characters that you have. So you could continue to play on both should you wish, or you could just play on one platform altogether. And what's important to note is the details with this. So you have until the end of June, which is uh, basically when the consoles were going to launch, was going to be in that June time period, uh, to take part in ESO should you wish and play the P and buy the PC Mac version. Then once these consoles versions are released, you have the uh, uh, opportunity if you want to, to pay 20 bucks and transfer your characters or character or characters and get a full digital copy of the game on your console. What this means is that you don't for twenty bucks you're not you're not you don't have to rebuy the game on console. You don't have to pay another sixty bucks. You get your character transfers and the entire full game for twenty bucks. On top of this, you get an additional thirty days of included game time. So that means you don't even have to pay the sub. You could you theoretically you could be paying the sub all the way up till the console version, pay the twenty bucks, transfer all your characters, and get the full game. And ha- don't pay a subscription fee for the next month because you get the 30 days included game time. So, in my opinion, this is this is this is I see this as a good thing. This is saying, I mean, they're clearly, they're very, very clearly acknowledging that some people will be disappointed by this news and want to sort of, uh, not, I don't want to say make amends because that's the wrong choice of words, but they're they're trying to. Uh, make it less painful and make it more bearable that they have to wait, you know, six months saying, if you want to jump in play right now, you can. Once the console versions come out, pay 20 bucks. You can continue right on playing your old character. Plus you get the full game and guess what? You get a 30 days extra free. So this, I I see this as a good thing. I am not upset about this. And before I go into any further, because I got about six or seven questions on Twitter, uh, right before the show, uh, what do you guys think? Guys, we're going to start with you. How about uh, Lou? Well, uh, I think this is a great move on their part to, as Shanky just mentioned, to, I guess, alleviate uh, the pain of console players having to wait an extra six months. 
in order to play the game. And I, for one, do appreciate the fact that uh, you went out of your way to to clarify uh, some of the issues that came up with this, uh, with that uh, Twitter conversation you had with, with with Pete Hines. You know, and I also want to point out to people like, look, he he said there right there that you own you would own two versions of the game. Okay, you would own the PC version, and you would gain the digital version for whatever console platform you choose. So you'll get the digital version on your PS4 or your Xbox One. Now, I think it's important for people to remember that, yes, they're allowing you to play on the PC now and then give you the opportunity to transfer your character or characters to the console of your choice. And then, again, is another hard choice. You know, do you stop? You would have to stop then your subscription to the PC game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because he says there, you can play one or you can play both. But bear in mind, if you're going to play both, you're still going to pay the online fee, obviously, the sub fee for the PC version. Okay. And if you're playing on the Xbox One, I mean, so you know, Microsoft did not give, you know, waive that fee for players. I mean, Xbox players still have to pay, what, Xbox Live's uh, monthly fee? Uh, yeah, it's, it's like yeah. 60 bucks for uh, 12 months. Right. And on top of that, the fee you would have to pay for the game anyway for the console version. No, it's six, 70 bucks for six months. All right. So, yeah. again, I'd say you take this opportunity. <clears throat> if you don't want to wait, play now and then give yourself, you know, that much more of a head start, I guess, for the console. Um, Maury, anything you have to say on this? Uh, yeah, you know, it it does suck that it's going to be um, delayed, but, you know, we're playing it on PC, and there are problems right now, and as, you know, Matt, Matt kind of pointed out that a lot of the things they're dealing with right now are the bot problem, the gold spam, like, they're not getting those bug fixes done, so I think it's just going to give them a chance to do that, and obviously there'll be more content that'll be coming out when the, when it comes to the consoles. You know, Craglan's definitely going to be there, we maybe even have Justice System, the the new guild functionality with the tabards and things may already be be there. So I think they're going to be getting a lot more content as well with that six months wait, which you know, which is always good. We like content, so yeah, don't get too disheartened, um, console gamers. Just come to the PC Master Race oh, and stick around um, because you know. I tried to point out when we had uh, Paul Sage when he came live on our chat room that you know he should really concentrate on the uh, the PC game and it looks like they have done so yeah we love you all. <laughs> uh, one thing that I need to address um, because I've already seen it at the top of the show like two or three people asked me in the chat and I've, I've been getting this question in the via Twitter. Basically, since this news broke, uh, Shank, what does this mean for you? Well, this is an innocent uh, oversight on my part, but I completely forgot that. Uh, say, say you bought the PC standard version right now, right? Mm-hmm. You you just bought, you just went out and just got the digital standard version. You can actually pay uh, twenty bucks and upgrade that to the digital version of the Imperial Edition. For the PC. For the PC. So, I did not take this into account. So, what this means is that 
Shank, what are you going to do? Well, I have to be honest with you now, I'm tempted. And I'm tempted because of what you, uh, because of really, in my opinion, the $20 to transfer your characters, get the game digitally on console, and get the free 30 days. I, I, uh, I, I'm not going to lie, that, that's, that's a very, very, in my opinion, a very good deal. Uh, I think I hate to use deal, but it, that's I, I think it's a good proposition. Now, include on top of that that you can get the game on PC before June, uh, should you want to transfer. You can get the game on PC, standard edition, upgrade to the imperial edition. So then, all of a sudden, it becomes a matter of well, hey, if I did that uh, and got upgraded to the imperial edition, and my character now has all this cool stuff associated with it. Um, well, hey, now when, you know, six months from now when the PS4 version comes out, I can just pay my 20 bucks and transfer all that stuff onto the uh, my PS4 plus get the game in the free 30 months. So now... I don't know if it's going to work quite that way. Well, it's 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 your it's your stuff associated with your characters. Your, whatever well, you... Yeah, your, your items and things like that. But I'm pretty sure that accounts are flagged like PC is flagged for Imperial but it won't be flagged on your um, PS4 are you sure I'm pretty sure so there's no way okay see because that's that's because I know you you get like other items and stuff right you I, you get like physical stuff items with the Imperial yes, like you, you get the horse and I'm pretty sure anything in your bank would transfer with you right or anything in your bags would transfer with you right so, so say you have that horse that horse isn't because isn't that part of the that's you... part of your character yeah right so that, that's what i mean then like you're you're right but i'm pretty sure that you may lose the ability to make an imperial if you move over to that to the console version you may lose the ability to purchase another white horse well, but see, think about it this way: because if you if you if you if you you know buy the standard edition, upgrade to imperial, and create an imperial outright, that imperial is your they character. They may outright say that you cannot transfer an imperial character unless you have an imperial console version. But you that can't. is very much a possibility. Well, they they could, but I feel like they I don't know I I feel like they would have said something about that because there is you do have the imperial editions with the consoles. Um, we but, would have to find out. Yeah, but message they, Pete. Be like, hey homie, I know you like messaging me back on like D Enforce. <laughs> you beat me too. Uh, I was like, Shank, get on it. <laughs> yeah, message him, ask him, because I'd love to have a, a an answer. I would too. As to how the imperial edition upgrade works. Because if you only have to purchase the Imperial Edition once, and it goes for your entire account, then that would be awesome. Yeah, because, and I think, I mean, we also have to remember, this is like a very special use case here. The fact that you can transfer your characters from one to another like this. This is clearly something that they're, like, basically hacking in, saying, okay, you can you can do this for this situation. So it's basically them saying, you know, there's, that we have a, uh, a two gigabyte flash drive. <laughs> With the sword of a thousand, <laughs> with the sword of a thousand, with the with the data for the shank, the tank character. But what about people who pre-ordered on the console 
for their any race, any alliance. And they go, well, they see, go now. If they go and buy a PC version now, they have lost that bonus. They have lost that bonus. Well, you're if they right. buy the so PC how, version, but they can still pre-order the other version. version. But, yeah. like, if, but like, you can't play your character you want to play on your console because you don't have access to make any race, any alliance. Yet. Right. So you would, you'd basically, yeah. So yeah. So we definitely, we definitely need more information we, about we more the ins and outs of it. I'm sure it'll be coming soon. Obviously, this is kind of the shockwave, and then yeah, the pro- you know, because people, people who have paid for the Imperial Edition on on console, I, th- I feel like that code should be good for the PC. Uh, no. Well, no. It's well, yeah. It's 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 going to no. be a little bit different, I think, because it's just it's different systems, maybe. But yeah, I mean, I I agree. We there there does need to be a little bit more information on this, which I'm sure we're going to get, uh, hopefully, relatively soon, uh, regarding the various pre-orders and the ins and outs of the pre-order situation, because there's there's a lot of detail in there. Um. But, you know, for somebody like me who was going to plan on playing a Bosmer in the Aldmeri Dominion regardless, uh, I, I cannot, I would be lying if I didn't say that, you know, this was tempting. But if, if I did uh, get the PC version, uh, I would definitely wait until after Craglorn uh, was released with all these fixes and uh, updates and whatnot that we just went over. I do not blame you. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, because I'm just, I'm just hearing like what you guys have been talking well, about. Let me, let me put it this way: this game's great. Okay, the game, the game is is great. I love the, I love the game. We'll talk about that more in a minute because we got about to have to do. Uh, we're gonna about to talk about uh, gameplay, and mm-hmm. oh my god, when I get into that, the game's great. These fixes are just gonna iron iron out the issues at hand and make it so much better. So, I do not blame you. After the announce of, of the PTS and the patches that, mm-hmm. that they want to implement, man, they're doing so much for this game. It's okay to wait. <laughs> no, and, and that's the other thing, too. Like, it's 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 the patches, plus it'll give me some time to sit on it and think on it, so... Wait, no, I'm an MMO elitist. I gotta, I gotta say this again. Um, MMOs <laughs> are God's gift to man. Be glad you even get a broke game. I kill kittens for fun. Did you actually say so, broke, or do you didn't even say broken? No, I say broke. Wow. Yeah, because I'm gonna leave us. I don't use broken. Florida. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, all right. Is there anything else we need to say on this before we move on? Nope. PC just, Master Race. I'm PC Master a, Race. Okay. PC Master Race. Yeah. Old Mary Dominion. By the way. All right. Go um, Bears. One final thing before we move on is my game, my guild corner. Yay! Remember, elderscrollsofftherecord.com. Head to our guild blog up on the very top. Gives you all of our information and news about the guild. Uh, Again, not much going on, but feel free to message us. We'd be happy to have you. (coughs) Big thing, though, this week, I've noticed uh, a lot of issues with authority. And I don't want to be one of those guilds that be that's always like, oh no, if a moderator tells you this, and they're always right. Well, it doesn't mean a moderator's always right, but if a moderator feels like they have to speak up about something, there's usually a reason. So, if you feel a moderator is out of order, please 
placate them. And and if they ask, hey, please don't do that in chat, feel free to not do that in chat. If you feel that it was out of order, feel free to screenshot it and send us in an email to Elder Scrolls, I'm sorry, esotrofficers at gmail.com and we will handle it. But going off on an officer in chat will get you kicked out of the guild. Very simply. What, because, what, what if I started yelling at you? Well, I'm going to kick you out of the guild anyway. But, <laughs> you know, just just a, a real quick thing. The officers know the rules. So feel free to, you know, take their, their word on it occasionally. Anyway, moving on. Um, for those of you that are blind, we have audible.com. Download your free book at audibletrial.com slash questgamingnetwork and you'll receive a special 30-day trial for free. The Elder Scrolls fans will love The Infernal City, an Elder Scrolls novel book, one of two by Greg Keyes. And also, when you finish that, download Lord of Souls, an Elder Scrolls book, two of two by Greg Keyes. Novels take place 40 years after the Oblivion Crisis and Shank loves them because they talk about Argonians. Dave, did you really say blind? What's wrong with... yeah. It's a video gaming podcast. I know Elder Scrolls Online has voice acting, but how So we we're not do... entertaining? No, we're not entertaining. Oh my god. Oh, come on. Blind people don't I have blind people in my family, man. I'm sensitive to blind people. You don't What's wrong people. with blind you people? Do, you do have a family. What's wrong with you? You know what? I have blind people in my family. I could tell them about audibletrial.com slash questgamingnetwork. Why don't you? you? Don't do it on the podcast. That's bad. You it's say not pe- bad. People who, who read and don't have the time. It's not offensive to call someone blind if they're blind. They're totally offensive. My How God, is that offensive? so out of order. Oh, I'm done. I'm done with it. It's not a... If someone's blind, they're... I'm not saying being blind is bad. Being blind is good, and this is something... Okay, it's not... So that we can game, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Well, we need... We Okay, enough of that. AudibleTrial.com slash Network. Maury! Yo. I, I need you to do the sound effects to bring us into our, our next section, The Elder Scrolls Recap. What? Um, I, I don't know the bump for this one. Um... Is anyone... Elder Scrolls recap a weekend game. Oh yeah, we're having lots of fun playing the game with the bugs and the ghost spammers. I'm going to buy a Daedric motif. I'm taking donations at Marquee. Send me gold. Send me gold. Oh yeah, send me gold. Okay, that was horrific. Just for that, I award you no points. May God have mercy on your soul. It's worse than this. The um, segues that Brian and I do on Totally Heroes. Hey man, I was, I was thinking on my feet. Bumpers here. I'm not a paid musician. I There's be, a though. reason why you're not a paid musician. FYI. Jesus. All right, Maury, just for that, sit in the corner. Lou, you get to go first. <laughs> All right. So far, what I've done in game. Ah, finally got my high elf sorcerer. She is now veteran rank two. Halfway through to three. Man, it's not getting any easier. Um, I reallocated. 
my attribute points to adapt to veteran content. Oh my god, yes. And it's difficulty because I was finding out the hard way that what I had leveling one to forty nine <laughs> it worked, but I did have to make some changes to my attribute distribution in order to make myself more survivable, uh, most notably in health. Um, as before, when I was leveling to one to forty nine, I had dumped the majority of my points into Magicka. And I had this stupendous size magical pool. <laughs> um, I actually had to readjust it to where now the majority of my points are in health. I mean, but I still do have a sizable, I like even nine ten points in Magicka. I don't recall offhand. So my magical pool is still pretty, still pretty large to begin with. And, and I'm not too worried about that because uh, I mentioned I'll get into that later on. But I really needed to, I guess, step up my health because. Um, I was running through a couple of the veteran veteran rank versions of Banished Shell, Banished Cells, and Funko Grotto with a couple of our guildies, uh, Ducat, Garrick Ducat, and Washigiti, and I was getting one shotted. You know, on top of the fact that yeah, I'm a light armor light armor wearer, but little things, you know, trash was just destroying me. <laughs> you know, literally one or two hits, I was going, you know, I was eating dirt. So. <laughs> <laughs> once I got out of there, once I finished the content with them, I actually took a couple of days and backed off from doing VR content and was just going through um, stuff on the forums, going through bills, suggestions, uh, ESO site, um, you know, Tamara Foundry sites to see what others were doing. And then I came back and just redistributed my stats, and now I'm having a much better time with it. Much more survivable. Uh, and to help with that, though, I am currently rocking. Three different sets currently on my mage. All right, I have three pieces of the Manix's gift set, which, with the three-piece bonus, it gives you a 5% chance to totally negate the cost of a spell. All right. The Seducer set, three pieces from the Seducer set to where uh, spells cost 3% less across the board. And I actually have three jewelry pieces. I have two Signets. And a focus of the warlock, which again uh, I think uh, was it once a minute, Dave? Um, yeah. Once a minute, if um, my yeah, yeah, yeah once a minute, is. if my magicka dips below thirty percent, I will instantly gain four hundred thirty-three. Well, right now we're at my, it might be different for higher ranked characters, but at my level, I will gain four hundred thirty-three magicka right off the bat. I, I'm pretty sure. That that's not a static value, and right. it doesn't change with your level, because I'm pretty sure it's a static percentage of your magicka as a whole mm-hmm. for the warlock set. Because I'm VR one, and I'm also rocking the warlock set because it's ballin, mm-hmm. and my warlock set grants me over six hundred, and I'm all in on magicka. So I'm pretty sure that while it states a numerical static value, mm. that it is actually a percentage of your magicka as, as a whole. Yeah, it's thirty three percent, and then it just then it gives you the number of like the percentage it has, the magicka it, it gives you gives. back. Okay, <clears throat> it's nice though. It's still we're, we're, it's still it's, substantial. It's still a great set to use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually use my Warlock set 
uh, when I originally got it in the teens, like 17, I finished my Warlock set. I used my Warlock set all the way through leveling, all the way up to 50. Now that I'm in VR rank, I'm picking up the veteran rank versions <laughs> of the Warlock set. It's damn good. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, uh, what else? Been doing? Oh, uh, my sorcerer is pretty much, I call her the a guild crafter minion. <laughs> because, uh, you know, if guildies tell me what they're doing in terms of what particular craft they're working on, uh, especially folks like Zaith and Monovan, okay, or uh, Brian21 in our guild. Uh, like Brian's our, you know, God, I think he's our default armorer now. <laughs> Weapons. <laughs> and Zaith and Monovan have been great in uh, supplying folks with glyphs. Yeah, so, Monovan makes me glyphs all the time. No, and, and now I'm dealing with also with uh, another one goes uh, Schnapps. You know, I send her alchemy stuff that I find. You know, I, I will find stuff around the world. I'm a resource gathering fiend. When I'm questing. So even though I'm not working on any of the crafting professions right now, I will take everything I find. Or, you know, fiber, plants, anything that be used for a resource for crafting, food. You know, I will gather it and I will mail it off to people as I get it. So. You know, think of it. You know, I'm, I'm a free minion, free crafting minion, who also sends stuff in the mail. <laughs> uh, right now, I God finally cleared uh, Stone Falls, so I'm out of that zone. And I am now currently in Deshaun. I will say, Stone Falls sucked for the sheer reason yeah. that there's fire everywhere. It's, it's lava, and I'm a vampire. My source is a vampire. It, everything throws fire at you. And everything, everything throws fire. And you can't fall in the lava and take some mm -hmm. damage. When I fall in lava, if I touch lava by mistake, I take tons of damage. So. Yeah, Stone I'm, Falls is unforgiving. Yeah. I'm damn glad to be out of there. <laughs> um, also, I turned Bradford. Excuse me, director. I turned into a vamp vampire. Yeah. You bit Bradford. Yes, it's a nice <laughs> you turn Bradford into a vampire? Yes. Oh, true blood reference. Well, it, it's less biting, yes, Dave. Yes. And more sucking the blood from ten feet away through a giant. <laughs> it talks, I love that. Isn't that awesome? It's, it's like yeah. straight out of Legacy it's of Cain. <laughs> it's like totally Legacy of Cain. Like. Yeah, you just look at it and it's just a stream of blood. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's just so cool. You just sneak I'm, up behind NPCs and stop. I'm not a vampire, them. but I think it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, you're not one of those. No, I, I'm. I'm smart. I'm smart. <laughs> that would be sweet if, like, you could if you were like in charge of. I don't know if you could even do this. Like, if there was like a player made uh, guild or something where you had one dude like running this like legion of vampas turning and then you'd be like I don't like this player like go turn him into a vampa and you would just go like and set like contracts on this guy and you'd be like okay I'm gonna go turn basically the, the assassins uh, the dark brotherhood but just with vampas I think that'd be awesome uh, we should do that let's do okay. that right now we're not gonna do that we're gonna move on Lou is there anything else you have to say before we move on Oh, just last thing, you know, I'm now starting sure. to work on a couple of vaults since I am an altaholic. Uh, working on my Bosmer Nightblade and my Breton Dragon Knight. And Shank, you know, you, you need to work on the Bosmer, man. Nightblade, it's the shit. The Bos man. Bosmer is mean. 
for a knife blade. Oh, it's see, a good that, choice. Yeah, that's a th- I tried. I I did a knife blade with a Bosmer, and I liked it, but it's it's later on. It's really effective. Oh, so it's you got the long term play for that one. Yeah, that's okay. a choice that you. That's not an immediate yield. That's long term. Okay, okay. So so let me let me pose this to you another way because I fully plan on taking one character and going to the different alliances. Right. So with that one Bosmer Nightblade, you're saying that it's if I do like the fifty plus fifty plus plus. I can see okay. Bosmer Nightblade being effective in veteran rank. With it, that's All right. fifty plus fifty plus plus. Okay. That's a choice that me as a Altmer Nightblade on my veteran rank character. I look at that back at the different characters. Uh, races I could have been mm-hmm. and Bosmer sticks out like a sore thumb like you know that that would have been a good one alright hey come on you know Bosmer all have that funny accent when yeah. they talk dude I love Bosmer man using my favorite race I guess all the Brits when they play the, all the Brits when they play the <laughs> like, oh my god the Bosmer need to shut up <laughs> alright now Shank Yo. I'm actually going to hold you off to last because I, I love what you put down, so I want right. to hold you off. Was, um, was it a kitten? Was it a dog? Was it that dog that keeps seeing in Shank's Twitter? Did you, you killed that dog up from Twitter, Shank? Oh my god, that dog on Twitter is awesome. I know, so why has he put it down? Dude. Well, no, I, he put down things in the show notes. He didn't put down the dog. Moving on. Oh. I'm. Maury, you're you're actually the furthest progressed, so I'm saving you to very last of the three of us. So, um, I'm actually going to jump in here. My Nightblade is VR one, which is the equivalent of level fifty. Well, what's your what's your your race again? I'm just curious. Is Altmer. it the it's the Altmer? Yeah, it, okay, I okay, chose okay. Altmer because of the bonuses toward okay. uh, Magicka and Magicka regeneration, as well as bonuses toward um, different elemental bonuses. That's not a bad weapons. choice, man, for those reasons. Elemental bonuses help a lot when you uh, do destruction, as well as if you do dual wield, because you can have multiple enchants on your, your weapons for dual wield. And it's awesome. Anyway, um, I, my Nightblade is, is VR1, and just like Lou, you're going to have me, I'm going to say the same thing Lou said, pretty much. Um, just like Lou, the second I hit veteran rank, I had to respec because I wasn't doing it right. <laughs> um, I'm going to post up my, my spec on my Nightblade just to see what people think about it like I did before. Um, but my Nightblade spec, I'm using the Warlock. I'm using that other one that Lou sent me. What's that, that one that you sent me? The, the Shadow? Oh, the Shadow Snake? Dancer. Shadow Dancer. Mm-hmm. I'm still using that. It's level 37 or something. I'm still using it in veteran rank because it's still that good of a set. Um, I'm actually... I, I threw away my dual wield. I don't even use dual wield anymore. Instead, I'm going sword and board as my main spec now. Which is, I'm actually using an axe and a shield. On a night um, blade. On a night blade. And you know what? It's amazing. I have my main attack on my, my sword or my axe, I should say, deals damage to armor. On top of that, my my main attack, I think it's uh, puncture. Mm-hmm. Is it puncture? No, it's... Uh, dang, I can't even remember the name of it now. Of course, I don't have it up. Ransack. But I have the... Ransack. 
which I can taunt the enemy to me, which doesn't matter because I'm playing solo. But it also deals damage to the enemy's uh, armor. And that ransack comes off of... I thought it was Puncture that it morphs from. I'm pretty sure. It is. But um, it's that's part of the uh, sword and board, the shield, shield and sword line. On top of that, I have the ability in the Nightblade tree, uh, Surprise Attack, I believe it is. Correct me yep. if I'm wrong, Maury. Suppress one, yeah, if you've morphed it, it's Surprise Attack. I believe it starts as Veil Strike. Yes, and, and then it's it deals damage, but it also breaks their armor, another 40%. So, I have 40% off of Puncture, 40% off of Veil Strike, and, 40%, and a, a static number off of my my axe. I tear people's armor down and rip them apart. That this build is so mean. On top of everything, I have the, the uh, shadow cloak invisibility pop it up. Allows my my main attack to on top of damaging uh, my the enemy's armor when I'm invisible or when I'm in sneak it d- deals a lot more damage. Dude, I love the animation for that though. When you it's when you that, it's so sick. Yeah. So, on top of that, it stuns them so I can knock an enemy down right afterwards. It's beautiful. I love my combination. Again, I'm going to post it on the forums and probably talk about it next week in depth. Uh, but for right now, I want to say that my Nightblade, as I said, hit 50. It means I cleared Reaper's March, all the quests, all the sky shards, Cold Harbor, all the quests, all the sky shards. I've 100% completed all of the quests for uh, the Aldmeri Dominion. Dominion hero. I'm a Dominion hero. <laughs> so I'm excited about that. Um, also, I want to say that I've, I've heard reports about people who didn't like the story in the game, the main quest line. Oh my god. Isn't the they main did- quest different? The main quest is amazing. And no, the main quest is the same for no matter what you choose. Like even the same types of quests? or Well, there's two quests. There's two quest lines. There's one that follows through your entire areas, going from one area to the next to the next to the next, where you help your faction leader. Yeah. And there's another quest line where you're helping the prophet that you meet right at the very beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. That one is actually tied to your soul tree. Mm-hmm. That one, as it progresses, it progresses, it progresses. Not really trying to spoil anything, but at the very end, they meet. Things get crazy. And, oh my god. Completing the game, the main quest, people say they didn't like it. And and I gotta say, the, the people who didn't like the story, I loved it. And I don't care what you say. I love the, the main story quest. And for those who are worried, oh, the main story quest is done. Well, it's over, isn't it? Oh my god, no. You may close one door, and hell, it ain't may not even be closed. But a hundred more open. They did a, a great job with the, the main quest line, and I, I loved it. So now you have um, me curious, because usually in these type of open world games... The main quest is the last thing I ever do because that's not the fun for the game for me. Right. But, and I do remember from playing the beta, I was uh, doing the Old Mary Dominion with, you know, helping Queen Irene, and I, I genuinely was intrigued by that story. So now, what after you, what you just said, I'm 
Well, you have your you have your two different stories. You have yeah. your one, your yeah. open world, go through quests, do all your fun in the, each different area as you progress through doing all of your your normal quests. And then you have your your straight and narrow. Here's the main story quest line: the Molag Ball, everything. Well, both have both deal with Molag Ball, mm-hmm. and as I said, they both meet at one point. But the point is, is yeah, they 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 do have their open world one, but they do have the one that's on the straight and narrow. And I love that one that's on the straight and narrow. I love the the narrative that comes out of it and how much you get involved in the characters' lives and. It's it's beautiful, the way they put it all together. Uh, there's a lot of choices in that main storyline that can hurt you or, or help you, depending on how you like the story, and and do affect you as you go on. But it's it's very well put together. Um, let's see. Uh, is there anything else I've, I've not talked? That's pretty much everything for my Nightblade. And I've really. I barely t- scratched the surface. In fact, uh, today, Lou, um, I cleared the area you just did. Ah, Stonefalls. Stonefalls. Yes. I, I cleared Stonefalls 100% today. Sweet. Meet me, Deshaun. I need help. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, I think the only thing I'm missing in, in Stonefalls is that uh, hard public dungeon. Oh. two quests in there, but Trans- that's it. Wood. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's oh, ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like, no, it's a nightmare. Nightmares, spiders, ghosts, mm-hmm. wolves, wisps. Oh my god, wisps have the largest aggro range. Can I, can I say that that is the first time I had to look up a guide to find the uh, the sky shard in a dungeon? Oh yeah, really? It's the first time. Yeah, it's, it's out of the way. It's definitely it is, in Crowswood. It's not on the map. Nah. It's not even on the map in Crowswoods. Hashtag Argonian swimming speed. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway. Um, also, like Lou, I've been working on a couple of alts. My big one is the Templar. And uh, I'm going to say this now, just so Varwin can come back next week and not invite me on the show. <laughs> Templars are overpowered. Fighting jabs, what? Yeah. Templars are so overpowered, it makes me not want to play them. They're also the choice of the botters. If well, you watch, now they've progressed to the overworld. Just, just a, around. a quick fact. Fact, we've had the first three people to reach 50 in our guild. All three were Templars. All three were using different builds, but all three were Templars. The ridiculous survivability, the ridiculous power behind a Templar is far, far overshadowing every other class in the game. Hands down. And I get it. I played a Nightblade. I kind of chose the rough path from the beginning. But starting up a Templar, I can solo nearly everything I come across with a Templar. I get it. I, I'm still low level with him, but I'm doing things that I would not have dreamed being able to do on my Nightblade. It's... I, I like the feeling of that, but it is overpowered. Conversely, 
the other classes need to be brought up to that point. They really do. They need some love. Templar have got it going on. Hands down. I mean, what would you suggest though for buffing or helping the classes to get to that level? Honestly, of the the abilities across the board need to be tweaked to add more survivability to every other class. Templars, on the other hand, they need to have a little bit of nerf in some key abilities in their classes. In their class uh, skill, skill trees. Okay. Yeah. Because you have abilities in every single one that are over the top in what they do. Where the Nightblade, on the other hand, just for example... <laughs> just dying everywhere, man. I cannot take on a group of more than two enemies and expect off the bat to live in my Templar. And I can't imagine when the last time that I could expect to live when taking on a group of more than two enemies with my my Nightblade. Nightblade? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my Templar, on the other hand, sorry if I said Templar earlier. My Templar, on the other hand, I can walk up to a group of three, four, five enemies and walk away with a little bit more than a scratch. So, so what you're telling me, Dave, is that you can stay in the forest just killing boars with the night blade. There's no boars in the game. <laughs> I, love, I love the chat reacting to me. Um, shut your filthy casual mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Archon says, Dave, shut your filthy casual mouth and leave my Templar, Templar alone. Uh, CS Bear here says, I die way too much to agree, Dave. Yeah, and, and see, to your point, though, that, you know, you know, I, I'm playing, you know, my sorcerers. My main is a sorcerer, okay? Mm-hmm. To me, typically, you know, for other modes, other, other games I've played, a sorcerer, a mage, wizard, whatever you call it, is usually one of the highest hitting classes in the game. Right, the, the glass cannons. Right, and the trade-off is, yeah, they're glass cannon, they have little to no survivability. Now, you know, even when leveling, Okay, I felt that, yeah, I've got some pretty potent spells in my arsenal, whether it's from Stormcalling, or, <laughs> you know, the, the, the dot, damage of time spell from Daedric Summoning, the, uh, the curse spell, and the abilities from the Destruction Staff, okay? And one of my pet peeves is seeing that, you know, I think Mage's Fury, okay, the first ability you gain from Stormcalling, okay, it hits... At least in my mind, for a piddly amount from the get-go. <laughs> I think at my rank now, VR2, it hits for 140, 140 points of damage. Okay, it only really kicks into its greatness unless your target drops below 20% health or less. Then it procs to where it does an additional 438 points of damage. At least for me, it 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 blows up like that. But until it's drops to that point, you're only hitting a target for 140 points yeah. of damage. And to me, for a spell for what Zoss is touting as a damage-dealing skill line, okay, you've only got one really big power-hitting spell. That's, you know, yeah. that's the Fury spell. The Lightning Surge, the Lightning Splash, no, that's an, it's an AoE, okay? Yeah, I have the same issue with Nightblades. I have abilities in my Nightblades tree. In fact, the grand majority of my abilities in every tree for Nightblade. Save three, if that. And that's 
under conditions of bonuses. Nearly every skill I have on my Nightblade, I can deal more damage to an enemy by putting up my shield and bashing the enemy without using a skill at all. Just offhand. Why can't right. you just console command it? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Now, on the other hand, on my on my Templar, what's that first one that, that Mori? Biting jabs is a mortal. Biting jabs? Punctuate yeah. strike, it stalks our ass. What is that? <clears throat> it's the first skill you pick up as a Templar. Yep. From the Adric Spear line. Dear God. Oh, is that the one where you go... Yes. Yep. That skill, first off, on its own, single target would have been devastating. Secondly, you can... It does a cone effect. Yep, morph. And it does a knockback as well. The, the First off, the morph increases the cone effect. It already does the cone effect. On The first ability has limited AoE, but it is still AoE. It's cone effect AoE. A ridiculous amount of damage, super low cost. It's it's able to be spammed. You, I pop off four of them if I need to use all my mana. I'll pop off four of them. Good luck surviving, and any enemy that I come across at my level surviving three. It's it's way too powerful. Now, on the other hand, I, with my night blade, I can kill an enemy in two shots if I have everything perfect. But that's if I have everything perfect. If I'm caught off guard on my Nightblade, I'm dead. Yeah, good luck at the other two mobs in the pack of three not killing you. Like, yeah. One. It, my Nightblade, I sincerely have cleared out dungeons that there have been nobody else in at like 2 a.m. in the morning. I've cleared out dungeons by killing one enemy out of a pack of three, then going back in, killing one enemy out of the pack of two, then coming back in and killing the last enemy dying every step between. I can't imagine how my Templar at max level will have anything close to those problems. Then again, I'm sure there's going to be some Templar guy going, you don't know what you're talking about because you're not VR rank. Well, just playing the characters, I can tell a vast difference in it already. No, that's the thing. The, the the one to fifty content, like you know, we had we had Paul Sage on it, and Evalwin asked him about the nerfing of Doisha and stuff. Like even Doisha in beta, when it was hard, is nothing compared to bosses that you fight in veteran rank. Even regular, even mud crabs. I got killed by a pack of three skeevers today. <laughs> <laughs> Like, honestly, VR VR eight skeevers just totally told me a new one. Like, okay, Maury, Maury, keep on with it. Tell me all about what you got. I want to hear about the skeevers first, though. <sighs> well, I'm doing quests in Ribbon Spire now, which is <coughs> the third zone in uh, Daggerfall Covenant. Because obviously, I'm VR eight, almost VR nine. So you know, don't mind these two casuals that are on the show. This is where it's at. I'm on a camera. I'm, I'm pointing at me. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I feel the love. So yeah, I got killed by a pack. Trying to do a quest. Um, can't remember what it was, but it's, it's a very good zone. And there's, there's skeevers everywhere and trolls. I couldn't kill a troll. The health regen on trolls, which are elite enemies, is just crazy. And this is on my night blade, and I've got 
19 points in magic and 30 points in health. So now my class abilities pack a whole lot more of a punch because obviously most of them are magic based. And yeah, stun lock, I'd hit him, shadow of disguise, hit him with um, surprise attack, which gets like almost a five second stun. And then heavy attack um, with uh, destruction stuff I'm using to kind of do the knockdown. Right. And five minutes I'm fighting it, got it down to 50%, turns around, basically one shots me. I'm in light armor anyway, but yeah, one shot me. So yeah, I don't know how I'm going to do that part of the quest. Maybe I'll need to find a friend. But VR content is very hard. Um, it, it really is. You know, some people saying the game's too easy. It kind of is easy. But looking back now, um, I mean, I finished the main story in about 144 hours. I'm now up to maybe 15 day, 15 days playtime on my Nightblade Morikyu. Um and now the game's been out a month, maybe a month and four days, and I put fifteen days into one character. Well, so see, I think I think I played yeah, the game I a lot. I don't mean to interrupt, but I think when you know when people say it's too easy, I think it depends on a lot of things. Like, how are they playing the game? You know. Well, yeah, I I would have to agree. Oh yeah, but I mean, the, the people who, who are coming out and saying it's easy are the people who are the mid maxes, and you know they've looked up. The, the bills on Tamriel Foundry and find the you know the perfect way to level and get through the content. Whereas you know from the people I spoke to in in our mumble and things like we think the game's challenging. But like when I compare my leveling experience from doing the one to fifty to now, like I took you know like it's almost makes me want to go back and just start another character rather than do the harder stuff because it you know sometimes through it fighting bosses like two star elites. 12k health, like when your when your abilities doing 200 damage, you got to pound on those guys for a, a fair while, and hopefully not get one or two shotted. Um, but coming away from my uh, main, I've also um, I've got two alts at the minute. One's around level 23, who is also a Templar, but is more of a Templar tank. So my uh, my magic my magic abilities don't don't necessarily do as much damage as they could. Um, he's a Khajiit and I made him look like a lion um, because I'm a Leo born in August so I wanted to make a cat because you know star signs all that mumbo jumbo I actually kind of thought that it was because Monovan uh, strong armed you into making a Khajiit no no that's that's definitely not true send help send help <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, that didn't happen at all. What's written no, on your eyelids? It no, says send help. What? No, there's nothing on my eyelids. Exactly. And see, we, we can't see Maury because he doesn't have his webcam on, but he's secretly just like in, his, in a cold shower, just real curled up crying right now. Yeah. Dude. He's <laughs> streaming live from Monovan's ca- cupboard, crying yeah, in huddle. I do actually have Skype on my iPhone. and I mean, I'm, So I, I have actually spoke to a couple of people from the back. On my and sky. I puked a little. And I do have um, face FaceTime as well. So people have seen stuff. Oh yeah, see my Khajiit. And I've also got a high elf um, healer who I'm, who I'm making into a cryomancer as well. So using the ice staff. And yeah, man, that's pretty underwhelming. The ice staff uh, <laughs> is very underwhelming. It's like 
you've got this uh, in the destruction line called Elemental Blockade, I think mm-hmm. is the morph. And yeah, basically puts down a sheet of ice. Yeah, that and, and, and it basically around. does like one point of damage and slows the enemy a little bit. And yeah, that's kind of really underwhelming. But I'm going to stick to my guns. I wanted to make a cryomancer. I wanted to make her a healer as well. So she's rocking the two staffs, rocking all light armor. Basically all in magicka. And yeah, ice ice staffs definitely need a buff. Or some kind of cool effect that makes it do something more than slows them a little bit. Like really... <laughs> Like, Slows the enemy slightly to the point yes. that they can still kill you. Yeah, and it's like they just stop just to shiver, and then they can pan you again. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah, I, feel, I don't know. I know a lot of people, like especially in PvP, they're saying that the, the, the Dragon Knight kind of caster is really overpowered with all the flame, but I kind of think that the destruction staff's actually pretty bad. It might possibly be one of the worst weapons. I think, I think the rest of the staff is far better. I actually played with uh, uh, my last beta session before the live game I played with a Dragonite and I loved playing my Dragonite with a Destruction Staff yes I loved it that is very strong Um, but for the rest I mean like High Elves you know have that passive to increase damage by any of them and honestly it's really not that strong I kind of feel like the destruction staff does need a buff, um, in my opinion. Also, what needs a buff is anything that uses stamina. It's yeah. far, it's far less effective to use a weapon <laughs> yeah. that uses stamina than sta- stamina than that it is to use wield, a class ability. The dual, dual wield, wield AOE effect. Well, it's like high. seventy-seven points of damage. <laughs> whirlwind oh. do a fun spin to make enemies want to kill you yeah it's, basically it, I mean agreed it does more damage it's kind of a finisher but if you're in a pack of three and that's the only AOE you have to hit it four times just four or five times just to get it to the point where you can kill them and guess what you've run out of stanima because you've used it so many times stanima 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 Veggie nachos, that's how he says it. <laughs> Stamina. <laughs> Stamina. Uh, yeah, so buff Destro Staff, buff Stamina abilities, give me back my Bosma Nightblade bow wielding dual wielder. That's what I want. Right now I've changed it into a caster. And it's fun, but I want to use my bow. Uh, so my playtime was probably really uninformative, just a lot of whinging. But that's what I've been doing in game. VR rank nine almost. It's almost it's very it's, it's very reflective of you, Mori. Uh, not very informative, but uh, full of whinging. Yes. So, Mori, if I could ask you a question, because I'm sure that we have listeners who are <laughs> thinking it. Uh, well, actually, they're probably thinking VR nine. I hate you, you content locust. Right, but yeah. what they really meant to ask was. How did you effectively gain so much experience to get to VR rank almost 9? I've done almost... Well, I've got every achievement for completing every quest and every journey I've been in. So that's basically 10... 
you know, 10 levels of content in one VR zone. Also, make sure you do all the dungeons, the world bosses, dark anchors. That will give you more XP. I know there's a lot of groups going around um, right now, and all they do is grind the bosses, the world bosses, the dungeons. Uh, so that's how they're doing it. A so literally, do everything, huh? Yes. Yeah. Like, if, if you miss out on those on those skull and crossbones, like you're missing out on you chunk of a ton yeah. of XP. All right. I think it's time for the best part of tonight's uh, our weekend game recap. Shank, what'd you do this week? Well, of course, I don't have uh, Elder Scrolls Online yet. Yeah. Yet, and that's 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 not false. Um, it was it was interesting. I, I did something that I uh, actually it's it's weird because I I so I don't know. People probably know this already, but I have this um, the Skyrim tome, as it were, the strategy guide. Um, and I was just flipping through it and just kind of because if you – in these strategy guides, they give you um, recommendations on possible archetypal archetypal builds that you can do. Um, and I didn't I, – I, I saw two of them and I kind of figured, well, hey, like well, that, that's, that looks cool but I also kind of want to try some of this. So I, I tried something new. I uh, – I, I made a new character with the specific uh, goal of trying to sort of combine a few things. Well, not combine. I should say like consolidate a few skills into using a single skill but still um, kind of enable my stealth core gameplay. So what I ended up doing um, – of course, the character's name is Du. Duh. Um, I ended up creating a character which uh, uses uh, light armor – a sword and a shield, but also daggers. Why? Why am I using daggers? Well, daggers. Uh, you can. You. They're very, very good for sneaking. Uh, if you're, especially if you're doing thieves guild, uh, dark brotherhood, which I love doing that kind of stuff. And uh, if if I ever go into like the barrows and the uh, the Dwemer ruins, um, I don't just rush in. Like I, I I sneak. I see if I can get around stuff, and that that's just kind of my gameplay. But crucially, the, the the important thing is that the daggers, your sneak bonus with the daggers, which you uh, you get uh, fifteen times damage. Uh, that's one of the perks. And the sword, they're both on the same skill line. They're both on one handed. And so this, what this allows me to do is it, it invest. It allows me to invest into one handed, so I don't have to spread my uh, skill points too thin, and it, I'm not sort of uh, diluted. In uh, my my skill and competency here, but it allows me to invest in one-handed and gain, uh, you know, fairly good competency with that sword. But also, it allows me at the same time to invest in daggers uh, for my sneaking route. And this is good because even if I use uh, daggers and I'm not predominantly using the sword, I'm still gaining experience and leveling up my one-handed, which I can always go back and invest into the one-handed uh, for my sword. So this is – it's actually really cool and I'm also doing the, the – with the shield, the blocking with the shield um, and I actually it's, – it's, I actually decided to go with a heavy armor shield, you know, the iron shields and whatnot. Um, so 
I decided to use the shield, and it's kind of cool because I've, I've never really gained competency with the shield too much in Skyrim. I, I've played around with it, but not too much. Uh, so I, I, I've been playing around with that, and it's it's actually it's it's pretty nice because I've got the light armor, I've got the sword, and I've got the shield. So it allows me to kind of actually it's it's almost like almost like a half ranger where I, if I'm going through the wilderness and I see something that's like a like a uh, like a, fire, a flame atronach and I'm like, well, dude, I'm I'm a low level. That thing is going to just destroy me. I can try and sneak around it. Which is fine, which is how I normally play. But if it actually uh, spots me, I can still, you know, quickly switch to my one-handed sword and my my shield to kind of protect me and parry me a little bit, and just give me enough uh, breathing room in order to survive. And if I need to drink potions, or if I have to, I can just book it and just leave. Uh, I, this is something I've never done before in any Elder Scrolls game, um, and in fact, any RPG ever, uh, and. I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's actually really, really, really interesting um, to see that sort of dynamic between the one-handed versus the daggers, even though they're both the same one-handed skill line. And the investment and the interplay between the two types of weapons, even within the same skill tree, is, is it's pretty interesting to see. And I'm very interested to see how this plays into my mid-level and my, obviously, as I get into my higher levels, like 30, 40 uh, so it, it's pretty interesting. But one thing I wanted to bring up, and that's why there's a huge preamble to all this, is that I have played over 750 hours of Skyrim. And still, even after 750 hours, after two and a half years the, after the launch of this game, I am still having experiences that I've never had before in this game. And it's, it feels... And I, and I use this a lot, but I assure you it's not hyperbole. It genuinely feels new to me. And the game feels new to me when I do these kind of experimentations. And I think this is this really does speak... I mean, I have my complaints uh, of Skyrim, but it's it's an amazing game still. And this, this just kind of speaks to the, the flexibility and the encouragement of experimentation that these Elder Scrolls games do provide. And if you look at that, you can actually track that through the games and the, the uh, evolution of them. And then obviously you have ESO, which does have a class system, but it's not a rigid focus class system that uh, I've heard that you guys have said, you know, other MMOs are very, very rigid in their structure with their classes. So I, I, this is I, this experimentation is really, really fun for me. I'm having a blast with it, and I, I really want to take more time and go deeper with this, but... Yeah, I've never tried it, dude. I have 750 hours, and it's I'm, it feels like I'm playing the game, you know, anew. So it's it's super fun. I love it. All right. Well, is there anything else we want to say about our uh, weekend game, guys? <coughs> That's all you got, man. All you got? All right. Remember, you can check out all of our great podcasts, as well as our news and coverage we do throughout the week, at questgamingnetwork.com. You can follow our other shows, like Classic Elder Scrolls Night, that's Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern. We have Community Game Night, Saturday at 9 p.m. Eastern. SWOTOR Forged is back Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern. But, uh, yeah, y'all had, uh, y'all had your show on Monday, didn't you, Lou? Yes, we did. It was, uh, Fred and I, all along with Rode from ToroCast, helping us out. Cool. Awesome. Uh, Monday, after SWOTOR, which is what 
people really wait up to see is Totally Heroes. Yes, the best at, show ever. At 10 p.m. That's Eastern as well. Uh, unfortunately, I was sick and could not make it on to Totally Heroes last Monday, but we had Shank as well as Bradford on the show. Yeah, you they and did, you and Brian lost. You, you and Brian lost the Game of Thrones on that one, dude. We did. That's why I put up the picture as a <laughs> toilet. Uh, remember, y'all, Rift Off the Record is ending. They're doing final episodes as a last hurrah. And uh, that's been coming out this week. And I believe it's also coming out this weekend. Uh, so anyone who who hears who loved Rift Off the Record, uh, it's at, it. they just... Their schedules can't, do not permit for it anymore. So, message Liz, tell her you love her, and uh, she's still staying with us, but we are losing Rift off the record. For now. Remember, donations, $10, get you a special mention at the top of the show. Our forums can be found at questgamingcommunity.com. You can also find us on quest or uh, facebook.com slash questgamingnetwork, google.com slash plus sign quest gaming network plus sign <laughs> youtube.com slash quest gaming network as well as twitch.tv slash quest gaming network where you can watch us live all right maury I-, I need an intro for the elder scroll ring ring dude you got elder scroll what i want the elder scroll Beep. It's almost as bad as the real one. Lou, take us into the Elder Scroll. Thank you very much, gentlemen. And tonight's Elder Scroll. Elder Scroll. We're taking another quick look at Sanction Killing. Oh, you mean the Morag Tong? And who are they? The Morag Tong is an ancient guild of assassins headquartered in Morrowind, celebrating murder in the name of Mafala. They have been active since at least the first era, and their targets have included multiple rulers of Tamriel, high-ranking Dunwar nobility, and countless others. The Morag Tong is unique in its sanctioned status under the Morrowind government to perform legal executions, bound under contracts called writs, although extra-legal gray writs are rumored to exist. Interestingly, in order to accord with imperial law relating to guilds and fraternal organizations, all official documents, including writs, making reference to the Tong and that they must use the name Morag Tong Guild, indicate the legal status of the organization. As Tong means guild in the Dunmer language, the usage Morag Tong Guild translates to Forester's Guild Guild. Yes, doesn't make sense, does it? They have guilds located in the cities of Balmora, Althun and Vivek. Their origins. The origins of the Morag Tong are shrouded in myth. The orthodoxy of the tribunal hold that the Daedra Mafala founded the guild to teach the early Khymer how to defend themselves and destroy their adversaries with conspiracy and secret plots of murder, which, interestingly, is his or her sphere of influence upon Morrowind, being conspiracies and secrets. Other state, it began as a cult, which, while also far and follow, ultimately revered the dread father Sithis above all. Well, as a means of resolving conflicts of such grievous nature between Chimer groups that no other course of action was appropriate, the Chimer were to approach the Morag Tong and offer money for an honorable execution. 
<laughs> because of its official sanction, the Murak Tong has the authority to print legal bills, again known as writs of execution, which excuse a guild agent of all legal misgiving associated with any Murak Tong-related business. These writs are to be presented to any arresting guard or soldier and immediately and completely absolve the assassin for the murder. As such, Morag Tong executioners are expected to give themselves up immediately following execution, even if the death itself would have remained a mystery, in order to legally absolve themselves and avert any possible long-term ramifications. Executioners who fail to do so are considered suspect by their order and may be subject to major internal investigations, as the Morag Tong does not harbor criminals. Note also that other crimes committed in the completion of an assignment are not excused by a writ, for example, theft or secondary killings. The Guild quickly rose to prominence in the environment early Morrowind's bloody house conflicts and established itself a reputation for being peerless killers. At the end of the First Era, the Tong received its highest profile contract to date on Emperor Raymond III. Their success paved the way for the Akaveri Potentate to rule over Tamriel in the early parts of the Second Era, as the Tong slowly expanded its presence across Tamriel. It came full circle when, in year 324 in the Second Era, Versailles Shea, the Potentate who had originally remained ordered Reem the Third killed, was assassinated himself by the Tong. This high-profile assassination started a frenzy among the nobles of Tamriel, who realized that they too were at risk from the Tong. Quote, Every sovereign gave the cult's elimination his highest priority, end quote. And it was viciously suppressed in every province of the empire, only retaining a bearish presence in its homeland of Marland. After this, the Murak Tong sunk out of public sight for almost a century. The Splintering of the Murak Tong It is during this time that most agree the Dark Brotherhood arose as a splinter group, establishing itself mostly outside of Marwind as a more business-oriented guild operating entirely beyond the law. The Dark Brotherhood termed for the original intent of the society to prevent massive bloodshed with selectively calculated killings. The Brotherhood transformed into a death cult, turning from the original worship of the patron Mafala to the worship of Sithis, the avatar of death. Their matron became the Night Mother, an old woman supposed to be fervently loyal to their dread father, Sithis. Their murders were no longer motivated by altruism. They weren't even motivated by money. They frequently abducted innocents, whose souls served as sacrifices in daedric and necromantic ceremonies. While the Dark Brotherhood rose to greater prominence elsewhere, the Morag Tong maintained a formal presence in Morrowind. It maintained its traditional position that of an impartial middleman in the conflicts between the great houses in the bloody business of Dunmeri politics. Some within the faction, however, feel that their services are undervalued as rich nobles with petty grievances use the Tong too freely, not respecting the ancient institution. After an Argonian invasion and destruction of Barnfell, it was said by a former Morag Tong member who joined Thieves' Guild that the Morag Tong disbanded and vowed to rise again one day. Even though the devastated factions within Varnfell are gone, the Morag Tong still has a presence on the mainland of Morrowind and even takes contracts on Solstheim. However, since its creation to the outside world, the people of Morrowind, and perhaps Tamriel itself, 
feel the Morag Tong has become less of a sacred institution and more of a secularized enterprise of revenge, largely because of the Dunmeri abandonment of danger worship. The Morag Tong resents this fact, still taking itself very seriously as the upholder of traditional Dunmeri law, and feels, on the whole, that its services are undervalued. Anyone with a minor grievance and enough wealth can order the murder of another person because the Morag Tong, taking their traditional role as the impartial middleman, is always obliged to accept the contract. Although the Morag Tong is largely restricted to activity within Marwan province, due to the fact that no other imperial governments recognize it as a legal faction, this does not mean that fleeing Marwan will protect the target. Tong executioners have been known to track their prey all across Tamriel thanks in part to an extensive network of informants and contacts maintained by the guild. However, the Dark Brotherhood has a monopoly on illegal assassination outside of Morrowind, and Brotherhood assassins have been known to abduct Tong agents wherever they find them. Organization Ultimately, the Morag Tong pledges itself to the service of Mafala, the Daedric Prince of Lies, Deception, and Murder. In Morrowind, the guild is led by Grandmaster, who traditionally serves for life until killed in the line of duty. Each guild hall is run by a master, who has a high level of autonomy with regards to accepting writs and issuing assignments. Individual members, however, cannot accept writs without the approval of the Tong, or else they face punishment. As mentioned before, the Murak Tong fills a vital role in Dunmary politics by preventing all-out war between the great houses. And again, rather they follow Mafal's advice to kill them with secret murder by employing the Tong assassins in targeted strikes to accomplish political goals. To facilitate this, the Tong maintain a strict policy of impartiality, accepting any job provided it is proposed in the correct manner and with the proper payment. The most famous assassins who cannot continue their duty are sent to Bonura, an island which is not more than a month's voyage by boat from Tel Arun. And just as a little aside, I want to include this here. Through in-game dialogue with Raven Imayan, who's in Tez 5, Skyrim, okay, he's a dumber thief in the Thieves Guild, if you're doing that storyline. All right. He more or less states that the Morag Tong was dissolved after the eruption of Red Mountain in the Fourth Era. That they apparently made a pact to eventually reunite somewhere in Tamriel, but Raven states that he doesn't believe to be any time soon. So, folks, that is a quick look at the Morag Tong. Hope you all enjoyed it. And I want to say thank you to the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages, the Elder Scrolls Wiki and the Imperial Library for having all this great information on their sites, folks. If you enjoyed the lore as much as I do, take a visit. Look up your favorite subjects. Believe me, you won't be disappointed. All right. Thank you very much, Lou. Anytime. Now, Maury, this week in Tamrielic Holidays, if you would. I will. I will, uh... I will jump into this week in Tamrielic Holidays, 7th of 2nd Seed, 2nd Planting. The celebration of 2nd Planting is in full glory this day. It's a holiday with traditions similar to 1st Planting. Improvements on the 1st Seeding symbolically to suggest improvements on the soul. The free clinics of the temples are open for the second and last time this year offering cures for those suffering from any kind of disease or affliction. Because peace and not conflict is stressed at this time, battle injuries are healed 
only at full price. And we've got ninth of second seed, Marukste. Marukste is only observed by certain communities in Skeffington Wood by comparing themselves to the virtuous prophet Maruk. The people of Skeffington Wood pray for the strength to resist temptation in Daggerfall. This is the summoning day for Namira. All right. Thank you very much, Maury. And, and thank you again, Lou. But I just want to say, chat room, you've been wonderful. Guys, you've been amazing. But it's time to wrap up the show. I know. Aww. Oh. Aww. I'm, so, I'm sorry. It is. QGN community segment. Want to stream games for QGN? We're looking to put together a team of game streamers. If interested, email us at QGNstaff at gmail.com with a 10 to 15 minute long video. Make sure you engage your viewers and keep the language clean. And be aware of your background audio, please. Maury will be judging you. Yes, yes. I will bring out the peasant justice. Right, so don't worry if you have a funny accent because his is worse. <laughs> by worse, you mean better. And by, In a negative sense, yes. By my voice is far better than the trollops that you portray on this show. You probably don't understand any words of that, so that's good. Well, I understand the words. I don't understand the configuration. Moving on. Um... <laughs> Check up on the latest and greatest in Elder Scrolls news, general gaming, and how to join our wonderful growing community at ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com. There you can check out our guild blog as well as our guild forums. Always a good time. Email the show at ElderScrollsOffTheRecord at gmail.com. We love getting emails from our listeners. Unfortunately, we've been running so long we have not read an email in the last like two or three shows. But I promise you, they have been in the notes and have just been dragged along to the next show over and over again. So, we will get to them. We just have way too much news to cover. Remember, follow us on Twitter. Elder Scrolls Off The Record is at Elder Scrolls O-T-R. Evarwin, even though he's not here today, is at Evarwin. E-V-A-R-W-Y-N. Lou is at GamerGuy11B. Me, I'm at AngelHairButtox. Yes! <laughs> No, I'm at, at D-Enforce, D-I-E-N-F-O-R-C-E. Liz, even though she's not here, I'm yelling her out. She's at Angry Cuddles. No, she's at Mistress underscore LeBeau. Maury is at Moriku of Tamriel. And Shank is at Shank Tank. Leave off the E for a list of complaints about the gaming industry. Yes, that's... Actually, very appropriate. <laughs> our final thoughts, guys. Let's go with our guest first. Maury, what do you got? Uh, I feel that this was the greatest episode of Elder Scrolls Off the Record ever. Um, it kind of was. And um, I also want to say there will be a classic Elder Scrolls tomorrow night. Yes. Shank, myself, Jay, the man super, will be taking the helm and steering us toward glory. Glorious Glory. battle as we talk about the stuff of a classic nature while we sit port, eat our cheese, and we set the world to right. And you now may continue with the show. 
Why, thank you. Lou! What do you got for us? Peace, guilt, dark brotherhood. That is all. <laughs> Shank! I can honestly say I'm in a conundrum. Uh, moral, I uh, no idea what I'm going to do regarding the consoles. I'm going to sit on this for Cryglorn, maybe upgrade, maybe not. But uh, definitely regarding the consoles, I reached out to Pete Hines again to get some clarification. And, um, yeah, I, I will say this. A delay is is not a bad thing. Delay it, polish it, get the game right, ship it out then. That's all. Shank, on your other conundrum? Totally Brazilian, dude. Whoa, oh, okay. dude. All right, see, oh, I was Jesus. about to ask you that, actually. After My final was... thoughts? Never again. <laughs> not having both of y'all on the same episode ever again. <laughs> It's better than that. It's kind of like a landing strip. No, well, moving on. It's time to say goodbyes. Lou! Good night, everyone. Thank you for being here. See you all next time. Maury. Wax, not shave. Shank. I do that for stealth. And I'm Dave D. Enforce Adams. Have a great week, everybody. And Shadow hides you. Who's all down?